the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get into a new week for me, a shortened week, because I will not be here Friday. I will be off Friday. And next week will be a shortened week because we're off Monday because it's Memorial Day. And I'll be a special show that day for me. We'll have a best of show on Friday. Uh, Shane Stack's come in here, do a fun Friday show with you. And uh, from what I've been talking to him about, looks like it's going to be a really good show. You won't want to miss it. J.R. Davis still will join us on uh, Thursday. Duck and Joe on Wednesday. Uh, Tomorrow, the Bible guys and the power panel will be on. On uh, Thursday, 3 o'clock hour, we'll have on Lance from over at the Travelers. We'll talk about the good start that Travelers have gotten off to this year. And uh, I'm hoping he'll bring over a player or two with him. And uh, then, you know, JR being the uh, 2 o'clock and 5 o'clock hour, Robert Steinbach will be with us at the 4 o'clock hour. So we got a really good show uh, set up across the week. It's going to be a lot of fun sitting down and, and talking to him. Without giving any kind of spoilers away, uh, hey, come over here, Zach. I want to talk to you for a second. Call Zach out of this, the studio for a moment because he's a big Game of Throner. Uh, no, no spoilers, promise you. I won't give you any spoilers. Yeah, but a lot really of people to. are like really disappointed. <laughs> cry, cry, cry. I don't understand it at all because personally, I thought it was a good, a good uh, episode. Look, when you read a book, and let's say you know it's got eight or. 10 books to it like the dark tower let's mm-hmm. say all right and you read it and you read the last two chapters you don't expect the last two chapters to have all the fireworks in them yep and i thought last night game of thrones was the appropriate way to end that series well i'm going to disagree with you there no why is that it's because i wasn't a fan of last night's episode why um i wouldn't say you know i was looking for a dramatic finish but as far as what we got you know it was i guess because of all the episodes leading up to the final episode and you know how divisive the season has been up to this point you could say yeah it was a fine episode you know fine closing chapter of the show but as far as that goes i just you know i i thought it was kind of blah why because maybe I say I don't want to do spoilers, so because yeah. if I I could use specific examples, I thought the way it ended was the way it should have ended. I guess so. You know, I'll say this: it left us with a lot of questions, and oh yeah, it left us with a lot of questions. I don't think so. I believe so. You know, I mean, there's going to be questions of will they survive the way they do. Because, look, Tyrion hmm. said the right thing when he said, talk to me in 10 years. He's exactly right. 
No I mean, spoilers. Yeah, you're yeah, right about that. You know, we can't get into mm-hmm. really why we feel the way we do because you, no spoilers. But exactly. here's the other thing. You do know what the Game of Thrones was based upon, correct? Yes. The Hundred Year War. Mm-hmm. It's like how the Hundred Year War, you know, it's the way kind of it ended. I mean, it didn't end up with fireworks in the sky or anything. Yeah. People freaking got tired of dying. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Still yeah. say it was kind of, eh. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's, it wasn't bad. Of course it I wasn't. Thought, I thought one person specifically got got the dookie stick, but other than that, I thought it was a good show. I'm trying to think of that one character you're talking about, yeah. too. Huh, but it, it was, it wasn't bad. It wasn't great to me. It was, eh. Yeah. You know, for a, such a great show we've watched over the past, now we have a two-year break. So over the past eight to nine years, for such a long show like that, and for all the, you know, the hours we put in, I'm sorry, you know, for Game of Thrones, I see, a I, show we love. Next next Friday. Yes. All right. We'll, we'll talk about this in more specifics, because at that point, if you haven't watched it, it's on you. Exactly. All right. I know that you might not have watched it as of today. Now, I'm not talking about this coming Friday because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be here. But I'm talking about, was that, the, is that the 31st? Is the 31st? I think so. Yeah. That's what I'm I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, because June 1st is the car show, and that's Saturday. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll mention then. We put you in know, so many hours of watching because a I'm great tell show. You, there, there's this one piece that everybody got up. See, everybody got upset about when Jamie and Cersei died. Yes, in the last episode, everybody wanted some, you know, melodramatic ending to Cersei dying that they don't feel like she died cruelly enough or something. And the way I looked at it, you die, you die. Was well, it one matter I- whether you, look? World War Two ended with Hitler shooting himself in the head. I mean, if you were writing it as a story, he wouldn't have done that. You know what I'm saying? It would have been something dramatic. The, you know, they would have come in and like they did to Cersei at the end of uh, you know the what was it the bells? Is that what they're yes, calling that episode? Mm-hmm. They you know. You know, they, they would have done something. They would have taken her out and quartered her or something. You I'll know? say this, you know, from the reports I've heard that, you know, the the writers and producers were giving an opportunity to extend the season to 10 episodes long. They had an opportunity to do that. But didn't because need ten, didn't need 10 episodes. But they decided to cut it to six because they have other projects to go on, especially with the Star Wars going into a different direction, yeah. you know, with the same guys working together on the new Star Wars. And we have heard that. You know, GOT is going to start yeah. a prequel. A prequel, yes. But, um, yeah, you know, to tell you the truth, after last night's episode, I kind of do wish it was extended to 10 episodes. Nah. I do. Yeah, a lot of wasted time. I don't think so. Extraneous filler. Uh-uh. Yeah, here, here's the We thing. already got filler you know, in six episodes. You know, I, so think about what you had gotten in 10. I think we would have gotten more... Good content in 10 episodes. No, I think so. I wouldn't. We'll talk about this in an ex- extended version a week from Friday. We spend so much time you in know? Game of Thrones. So, I'd, three more or four more episodes wouldn't have made it any better for me. Probably, yeah, for you. For you. I thought it was fine the way yeah. it ended up. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can tell me why. What would have made it better for you 
in two weeks. To tell you the truth, I don't even know what would have made it better. I just know something (laughs) would have been better than what I saw last night. Be a writer and have somebody look at you, sit across the table and look at you. This could have been better. Well, how could it be better? I don't know, but it can be better. It could have been better. No, like, come on. It was that. Come on. We spent so much time you know, in that show. You wanted some melodramatic ending. It, life <laughs> is not necessarily <laughs> melodramatic. That's the key. I thought that, I just thought that it broke out the right way. I, you know, when Tyrion was standing in front of the group, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least, at least they didn't take the easy way out. Yeah. I didn't think they could have taken her. They they started to go down that street and they stopped. <laughs> you know, I was I was I was worried that they were going to unfurl an American flag for a moment. Mm. You know what I'm talking? About. I know exactly what okay. you're talking about. It's like no, no, no. As much as I like this show, do not make it this way. Don't do it that. Well, way. I mean, hey, you know. It's one of my favorite characters. You know, I I think it's interesting. I would like to have seen maybe pick it up and do another series by picking it up 15 years later. Okay. So you had some more new characters. Yeah. I mean, Devos and some of the, Davos and some of the others would mm-hmm. be dead or very close oh, to yeah. it. Most likely. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, even Tyrion, he looked old in that episode. He sure did. He sure did. Like they weren't feeding him basically. Yeah, well I could figure the reason he was like that is what had happened to this landing. Mm -hmm. I mean you know, she went nuts. No doubt about it. Mad queen. And after you watch the last episode, you're gonna say, yeah, Mm -hmm. she slipped the edge. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She slipped the edge. But uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I thought it was a. Uh, I liked the ending of it. I'm 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 ready to move on. You know what I'm waiting for now? What? I'm waiting for the Deadwood movie. Oh, okay. That comes up. That's first weekend of June, isn't it? I mean, I, like I June. Have no idea. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You saw. Well, you seen the. I never watched the series. You never before. watched. Never Deadwood? watched it. Oh my never lord! Watched it. Have you missed a great go? Here's your. I know it's I'm, on Amazon. I, yeah, I'm going to give you. Homework. <laughs> you must watch all of the episodes of Deadwood. It's three seasons. It's not that long. Watch them. Look, you can put off some other stuff to watch them because Deadwood's that good. It's by the same people who did The Sopranos. Go in and watch them and then be ready for the movie. I cannot wait for them to bring that back. Schwerigen and all of them, are, Timothy Oliphant, all of them mm-hmm. are back. It's going to be a great, great... It's just a movie, though. I'd like to see a, yeah. uh, a six-episode arc. I'd mm-hmm. like that. You know, there's a lot of questions I had from that show. Oh, okay. So you kind of see what I'm talking yeah, about with Game of Thrones. There's more that they could have oh. done uh-huh. on, on Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. But it's really good. Okay. So you get my point. You uh, well, you. I get your point, I, I except get... I don't know where you would have wanted to go. I can tell you what they should have done on Deadwood. I mean, they could have spent more time on the sheriff. Sheriff had an illustrious career. Yeah. There's a great things that they could have done for that. Schwerigen, I'm sure he would have ran to be a, a, pil- a politician in the uh, uh, the town of Deadwood and probably been one of their first congressmen or senators, to be honest with you. If they could have gotten a word edgewise in. 
something. Other than the words that were every other word that he put out. Were you working with me when I I had the uh, uh, what is it the uh, what's the group that always that pushes a city? Are the Chamber of Commerce on from Deadwood? No. I had them on because I asked the gentleman from there. I said, I, re- I remember that you've told me the story. Yeah, before. I asked about his cursing, all right, and specifically about one word that he used over and over and over again in the, in the, in the show. Okay. And he said, yeah, he says, we've got letters in his own hand where he's using that word. And I didn't think that word became popular. Yeah. And I'm giving air quotes here, became popular until probably sometime um, maybe in the middle of World War One. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I didn't think it was that popular then, but evidently it was. Mm. Kind of interesting. Okay. We'll take a break, and then I'll have to He'll tell, tell you the word. I'll tell you what the word break. is, because I cannot believe me. This There is no way to... To to take and do a joke and make <laughs> and make that word pop up. I'm just telling you. All right, it's 20 minutes after a break, and then we'll come back. By the way, we're going to talk about free speech. What a big surprise! And how college students feel about it. Stick around. I want to ask you because you you just got out of college and say and ask if this is the way college students felt felt when you were there. Mm-hmm. All right, break. Then more coming your way on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, now I asked Zach to stick around because Zach just got out of what, college last year, right? No, it was three years ago. Oh, was that three years yeah, ago? Yeah, three okay. years. Well, maybe it's changed since then. I can't imagine. Did you this. see the gray hair on him? Yeah, I did notice it. <sighs> on the top of his head, he's got a lot of gray. Since 15. Since you were 15? I've what had you, gray, yeah. What have you been, what are you so you know, nervous about? He saw a ghost once. (laughs) Must have been it. I don't know. A new report has revealed that support for the First Amendment among college students seems to be decreasing Mm. as nearly half of students believe that speech they would call hate speech should not be protected. Did you hear that when you were in college? No, I did not. I did not hear that at all. Mm Mm-mm. I, and I got to tell you, being from the era and fighting for free speech the way I did, first in high school, then in college, yeah. this just blows my mind. And I want to look at millennials and just say, what is wrong with you? Mm. That you think that hate speech is speech. Don't you understand that hate speech is only hate speech to whoever it offends? Right. And that there's things that I might be offended about that you won't be offended mm-hmm. about. So evidently what you're saying is hate speech, and you would say, no, it's not hate speech. And I might say something, and you say it's hate speech, and you go, no, it's not. And even if it is hateful, so what? <laughs> Get over it. Move on. Yeah, I've done it 66 years, moved on from it. Always remember what the great comedian, stand-up comedian, Lenny Bruce used to say. You only give power to words if you try to make them illegal. Because during his day from the stage, there was one particular four-letter word that when you had, you said it, 
you could go to jail. Mm. All right. And uh, and he's right. Unless you draw attention to it all the time. Yeah. And you go, you're going to find people for saying it. You're going to jail people for saying it. You're going to say you shouldn't say it. Then the bottom line is you'll give that word power. Right. And when you give it power, then it becomes a, a word that can have just terrible effects in our society. It's the way it works. It, it, it's definitely the way it works. But anyway, conducted by the Knight Foundation, the survey reveals that 41% of college students believe hate speech should not be protected under the First Amendment. Now, 58% believe that it should be protected, while the majority of students believe that hate speech should be protected. 53% of college women contend it should not, should not be protected, as well as a majority of black students. Now, I'm going to say on hate speech for black students, I can think it zeroes down to one word. But here's the bizarre part about it, Zach, that... If I say it, it's hate speech. Mm-hmm. If someone from your own race would say it, it's just being culturally relevant. Right. And I I don't get how a word can be hate speech and not be hate speech, <laughs> depending on the color of the person that uses it. Just crazy. Crazy. I had, I had my one run-in with uh, somebody getting on us about hate speech. My producer at that time... Uh, Mark, I won't say his last name, but Mark was ha- was half uh, Indian, Native American, and we were talking on the air. Somebody called in, and we were talking about misbehaving kids that day, and they were talking about uh, a bunch of fifth graders got off of a school bus, came into a Wendy's, and just were acting the fool. Yeah, and he was going on about how they were screaming and hollering, and the other customers basically were being run off and the teachers were doing nothing and uh and i said kind of like uh like a wild little band of uh, indians all right Mm -hmm. and uh just so happened that here in the area they were having a native american meeting and we started getting all these calls about they didn't call it hate speech then they were calling it something else and i said no, it's just it's just a term that was has been used forever, and uh, I have no problem with Native Americans. Or whatever, it's the first time that I found out that Native Americans live in Great Britain, because I had an FCC complaint filed against me, which went nowhere, and uh, I was getting emails from as far away as Britain complaining about my using a terminology now what what made it worse was that person called in and was complaining to my producer who i was just explaining 50 percent native american and he told the guy listen chief Mm -hmm. if if you don't like it go stuff your peace pipe and go smoke it somewhere else (laughs) now i could see that you might take that wrong <laughs> I didn't say it. My producer said it on the telephone, and that called, hey, hey, that was the person who uh, who filed the FCC complaint. 
didn't cost the station anything. But again, you know, I've been called cracker and I've been called worse than that, in fact. And the bottom line is, never have I ever. You know, you want to talk like that, you go go ahead and do it. Let's get to the news. we got to do that right now. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Going back to this article uh, from Campus Reform uh, on a survey done by the Knight Foundation where it revealed that 41% of college students believe hate speech should not be protected under the First Amendment. Now, what is hate speech? No one has been able to give me a good definition, except it's something that they don't like and that people should not uh, talk about. Let's take a look and see if we can come up with the dictionary uh, definition of hate speech. Okay, I'm bringing it up right now. Here's what it says. Abusive or threatening speech or writing that expresses prejudice against a particular group, especially on the basis of race, religion, or sexual orientation. Air quotes. We don't tolerate any form of hate speech. Okay, now there's something here. The three rules of hate speech. It attacks a person or a group on the basis of protected attributes such as race, religion, ethnic origin, national origin, sex, disability, sexual orientation, or gender identity. Wow. You know, there's some words you can say now that wouldn't be hate speech that I had if I had said them not more than three years ago would have been construed as hate speech can you think of a word like that russ that nobody reacts to now although i'll be honest i do i go wow can you say that now you know give you a perfect example say the word queer now does not have the same you don't get the same uh response that you got three-plus years ago because the gay community uses queer themselves. And three years ago, they'd wanted to hang you up by your ears uh, for something like that. Now, I picked my ears because my ears used to be uh, in lieu of my head were the bigger part of my head, and people would call me big ears. Now, is that hate speech? I mean, I just don't, under, I, I guess I don't get it. I live by that old, the old uh, saying, sticks and stones. That, you know, words that never hurt me. I'm not saying they don't sting and they can't be used sometimes as bullying somebody. But, you know, you can use any kind of statement And it can be construed in some people's minds as being a form of uh, hate speech. That's just bottom line. And I just don't think you should have any kind of um, 
hate speech out there says you can't say this, you can't say that. Hate speech is a statement intended to demean and brutalize another. Well, let's get rid. I'm going to tell you right now, for most people, get rid of uh, stand-up comedy. Can you remember? Do you think that, um, oh, what was his name? Richard uh, Pryor. Well, Pryor. Red who, Fox. Who's the Who's the, the white comedian? Uh, called George every, called Carlin. Every, Everybody call, call everybody a hockey puck. You hockey puck. You remember him? I don't remember that. If his name pops up in my head here in a moment, you'll remember him. And uh, he was on the Johnny Carson show all the time. And they, they made, Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, good grief. Carol O'Connor as Archie. Oh, just as a stand-up Carol O'Connor. Yeah. I mean, we can go on and on about all. Of I this mean, kind Red of Fox was was on Sanford and Son, and that was about as clean as he ever was. Yeah, well, I'm not even talking about using curse words. Uh, I'm just talking about uh, Eddie Murphy, Don Rickles. That's who I was thinking about. Don Rickles, you tell me. Hate speech is a statement intended to demean and brutalize another, or the use of cruel and derogatory language or gestures on the basis of real or alleged membership in a social group. Don Rickles. One of the funniest men, people people packed the showrooms to see him in Las Vegas. They loved his routine. And, uh, and, and that's why, to be honest, for you who are in college, in college age group, that you don't see uh, stand-up that often on colleges anymore. They don't come there because you're so freaking thin-skinned. And so if you're going to be that way, they're, they're not coming. They don't come there to have people uh, basically, you know, uh, heckle them from the, from the audience all the time. It's a way at times of making a truth about something that's going on in our culture. You listen to Chris Rock. He makes his points about our culture. Uh, who's the other guy? He's really, really good. Was an undercover brother. Uh, and was, um, he, he Kevin played, Hart? Not Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, he's, he does. I mean, you see a stand-up. He doesn't go to colleges anymore, but if you pay and go see his stand-up, uh, you probably will find yourself at one point in the show being offended by it. Andrew Dice Clay, you'd find yourself offended by what he did. I mean, these guys do in stand-up what South Park did on television. Yeah. I mean, South Park was out there, and they offended they were an equal opportunity offender. Everybody was in everybody. their sight. <laughs> everybody was in their sight. That's the truth of the matter. What was the name of those two guys that were behind that? I can't. I can't think of Stone is one of them, and I can't think of the other guy. But yeah, I mean, they made fun of everything because everybody has quirks. There's nothing wrong with it. Want to do it? Just know this. The only way it has power over you is if you allow it to have power over you. 
which means you try to make it that people can't say it or or whatever, then it has power. Just uh, just a, a point in case. I'll we'll get. I'll talk more about this with with Robert Steinbach, who'll be on in the next hour and be with us until uh, five o'clock. And the conduit's going to be with us. With conduit, we got a really interesting thing to talk about. Do you see the big announcement that happened over the last few days about the Demgas? They're not printing weekly papers anymore here. In the, I forget when it's going to start. Sometime in June, they'll only print the Sunday paper. Everything else is going to be digital. Digital. That's right. You'll have to look it on, look it and read it on your on your tablet or whatever. Because people aren't buying newspapers the way they used to. It does bring up an, a question. What does it mean for news? How is news going to change? What's going to happen in that area of our uh, of our uh, country? I mean, news has become, you know, what is news? Has it got to be an organization? Does it have to be a business? Uh, does it have to be people that are writing the articles that's gone to school? Are they the only people who can be journalists? Or can somebody who, um, you know, has a point of view and wants to report on news that's going on in their community and they put it on a website and people read it, it's news. And maybe they're being totally objective about it, not being subjective as or, uh, or not. So is that news? I think it is. I don't think that you have to have a degree of a uh, four-year university to be called a journalist. That's the case that a lot of the journalists that brought these things up from the, the very beginning wouldn't be journalists now because none of them had any kind of, uh, of, a, of a degree. And if they didn't have a journalism degree, they couldn't have been a uh, a journalist. So, it's things to talk talk about today. Some big things to talk about today. Just keep that in mind. What is hate speech? Other than it's speech that you don't like. It's speech that you do not care for. I'll give you one more thing before we go to break. Did you know this... Uh, According to the American Library Association, hate speech is not against the law because there is no law in the books about hate speech. That's exactly right. The First Amendment to the United States Constitution protects speech no matter how offensive its content now, to be clear, the First Amendment doesn't protect behavior that crosses the line into targeted harassment or threats or that creates a pervasively hostile environment, but merely offensive or bigoted speech does not rise to that level. And determining when legal, uh, when conduct crosses that line is a legal question that requires examination on a case-by-case basis. I'll talk a little bit more about this when we come back. This is something we got to come to grips with uh, in this country or 
what's going to happen in our colleges. Some people, because of what they say that other people think is hateful, will not be able to say what it is that they want to say. So Dave Ellswick show a break. We come back with more in just a moment. Hey, I want to uh, say thanks for all of you who went over to uh, Eric's uh, jewelry store, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, uh, a couple of weekends ago and uh, had a big estate sale there, had a lot of things that were you know, 20, 30, 40, 50% off, and a lot of you did a lot of shopping. And uh, I, I know that Eric was happy with that. He wanted to thank you for coming by, and he still wants you to know he wants you to be his number one jeweler. Uh, if you've ever wondered how other people get away with paying fewer taxes than everyone else, you can learn those little-known strategies that could help you save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes in retirement with the free tax reduction analysis. It's done by David Lucas of David Lucas Financial. You hear him here Saturdays, 10 a.m., again, 3 p.m. And the free analysis will reveal the little-known strategies and loopholes that could help you save thousands of dollars in taxes on your IRA, 401K, Social Security benefits, and more. Now, to get the free analysis, be one of the first 10 callers right now. Do it right now. 501-653-6690. It's 501-653-6690. It's your opportunity to save tens of thousands of dollars in taxes in retirement. Number again, 501-653-6690. Let me uh, finish up this deal I was talking about, freedom of speech and hate speech. Hate speech, uh, there's no law. doesn't have a legal definition. And this is from Mattel versus Tam in 2017. Speech that demeans on the basis of race, ethnicity, gender, religion, age, disability, or any other similar ground is hateful. But the proudest boast of our free speech jurisprudence is that we protect the freedom to express, quote, the thought that we hate, unquote. Hate speech doesn't have a legal definition according to U.S. law, just as there is no legal definition for rudeness, evil ideas, unpatriotic speech, or any other kind of speech that people might condemn. Generally, however, hate speech is any form of expression through which speakers intend to vilify, humiliate, or incite hatred against a group or a class of persons. In the uh, United States, hate speech enjoys substantial protection under the First Amendment. This is based upon the belief that freedom of speech requires the government to strictly protect robust debate on matters of public concern, even when such debate devolves into distasteful, offensive, or hateful speech that causes others to feel grief, anger, or fear. Under current First Amendment jurisprudence, hate speech can only be criminalized when it directly incites imminent criminal activity or consists of specific threats of violence 
targeted against a person or group. Take you back to 1969. The Supreme Court protected a Ku Klux member's hateful and disparaging speech directed towards African Americans, holding that such speech could only be limited if it posed an imminent danger of inciting violence. The court ruled in Brandenburg versus Ohio that a state could only forbid or prescribe advocacy that is directed to inciting imminent lawless action and is likely to incite or produce such action. About nine years later, in 78, the Supreme Court upheld an appellate court decision that allowed a group of neo-Nazis to march on the streets of an Illinois suburb housing a substantial Jewish population that included Holocaust survivors. That was Colin versus Smith. And in 92, the Supreme Court overturned the conviction of a teenager convicted of burning a cross on the lawn of an African-American family's home. 2011, the Supreme Court set aside a civil judgment that punished a church group, the Westboro Baptist Church, and they are ugly, all right, for picketing a military funeral with signs displaying messages disparaging the dead officer, LGBTQ persons, and the U.S. government. That was under Snyder versus Phelps in 2011. Many Americans found the signs hateful and offensive, but the Supreme Court's decisions reconfirm the Supreme Court's historically strong protection of freedom of speech that does not promote imminent violence. According to the Supreme Court, we must tolerate insulting and even outrageous speech in order to provide adequate breathing space to the freedoms protected by the First Amendment. That's from Booze versus Barry, 1988. Hate itself is not a crime for the purposes of collecting statistics. The FBI has defined a hate crime as a criminal offense against a person or property motivated in whole or in part by an offender's bias against a race, religion, disability, sexual orientation, ethnicity, uh, gender or gender identity, hate crimes, which can also uh, in, in, uh, encompass color or national origin are overt acts that can be and can include violence against persons or property, violation of civil rights, conspiracy, or certain true threats or acts of intimidation. So there you have it. Just know this. You go to court saying somebody's using hate speech, you have a monumental hill to climb because every Mount Everest. Yeah, every every Supreme Court uh, decision I've ever seen on this stuff has been say what you will. All right, time for us to get out. I got news coming up for you here in just a few minutes. Uh, Robert Steinbach's coming up in the uh, the next hour or two. He'll be here three o'clock, four o'clock, five o'clock. Um, take that back, 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock, you'll be joined by Conduit News. And we're going to talk about what I just brought up to you a moment ago, and that is that the Demgaz is going all digital except for on Sunday when they will print their paper one day a week. And you know why that is, right? That's a money thing. 
people buy the Sunday paper because they want the ads in it. So they're not going to stop doing that. All right, a break and more of the Dave Ellswick Show coming up here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back with you. We move into the uh, 3 o'clock hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Robert Steinbach is here, law professor over at ULAR, Bowen School of Law. And, of course, uh, his uh, uh, opinions are his and his alone and do not necessarily reflect those of the school of law nor the university itself. Now, without using any spoilers, Mr. Steinbach, mm-hmm. no spoilers. They all die. Were you happy with the ending last night? Not happy in that it didn't turn out the way that you thought it should turn out, but you were you were okay with it. it of was, course, we're talking it, it about the Game done. of Thrones. Uh, and I thought the whole this whole season was very good. Uh, and maybe the buildup was too big, but I found the ending somewhat anticlimactic. Well, of course it is. Right. I mean, it's got to happen. Be, it's yeah. got to be anticlimactic. Right? You, you know, you've well, already killed Cersei, for God's right. sakes, and you got, you know, rid of the Walking Dead. Yeah, you know, unless the unless the planet split open, right? Yeah. And something came out of it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, so. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. And yeah. So, yeah, I was pleased with the way it ended. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't feel let down or anything. I knew there was not going to be any big, quote, revelations. I mean, like, uh, was it, what's that guy's name? Samwise? No, that's the guy. Samuel from- Tarley. Who? Samuel Tarley. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Demer- he, oh, never mind. You know, no spoilers. Yeah, he was not going to be the king, the king yeah. of the seven kingdoms. You know, I, right. just, I just thought, it was, <laughs> you know. But what he proposed was a good idea, kind of, sort of. Uh, yeah, if you wanted to unfurl the, the stars and stripes, and that's the only that's that's what I was kind of I was alluding to uh-huh. last time we talked uh-huh. about it. That's what I did not, mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form, want to see. Too early in the history of man uh-huh. to even even considering mm-hmm. what they were saying. Yeah, for the most part. By the way, I'm I'm excited. I just got my my email. Um, Linda and I are going to New Orleans over Memorial Day weekend. Nice. Now I have to. I've been to New Orleans several times, but right. just as kind of a layover place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. getting on a you know a, a cruise ship or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than anything else, haven't. I've always wanted to go to the National World War II Museum that is there, so I'm going to do that. This weekend, I'm oh, really excited nice. about that, and I'm yeah. going to go out to Jean Lafitte's uh, place out about 20 miles outside of New Orleans, where and sh- I hope that everybody knows who Jean Lafitte is. I hope that your history lets you remember it was Jean Lafitte that helped America defeat the British in the War of 1812 down there in Louisiana. Uh, you know, Hickory and was involved in all of that. So anyway, we're going to go down and do that. But we're all we're t- uh, fr- friends of ours are going. They're in fact they're driving. It's hilarious. I asked them if they wanted to join us, and they end up driving. But uh, we're going to leave early Friday morning and Saturday night. I just got my my uh, reservation. Saturday, May twenty fifth at six thirty, under the name Dave Ellswick. That's the appropriate name. We're going to walk across the street from where we're staying at, mm-hmm. and I'm buying dinner for them. 
on their 23rd wedding anniversary. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm so looking forward to it. And they they asked me for any kind of, you know, things that I wanted to do and or whatever. I, I just said, uh, it says, what's your special requirements? And I said, uh, I put in there, 23rd wedding reservation, anything you'd like to do, appreciate it. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping to bring out a, a bottle of champagne on ice form or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm, that would be mm-hmm. kind of nice. But anyway, you want to hear where I'm going? Yeah. Can I tell you? I'm taking yeah. them to Emerald's Delmonico. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it's Steakhouse right. that, yeah, exactly. that Emerald has. And I hear it's very, very good. And like the the prices are very, very reasonable. I was really surprised. Uh, no different uh, from going there than going over to uh, the Steakhouse over there. Uh, in North Little Rock. I like that steakhouse. At, Fle- at Fletcher's place. It's really good. Oh, Fle- I'm talking about the that one. Frank Fletcher has. Uh, maybe that's the or one. Are you the one, ta- the one in the, Williams. The, the, um, no, I'm talking about the one in the hotel. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Riverfront that's, or something. Yeah, like Riverfront. That. Yeah. That's, that's a great steak. Yeah, that's, that's Fletcher's. Yeah. Is that Fletcher's? Yeah, it's that's really good. a fantastic good. steak. Frank does, has done a fantastic job with that steakhouse. Of course, you want to go to Benny Hanna's. He owns that too. Yeah, I've eaten there when I couldn't get into the steakhouse, and it was very good. But the steakhouse is oh, stupendous, it's superb. It yeah. really is. Yeah, Sonny Williams is okay. Uh, if you if you're looking for one that I think is really priced right, uh, it's the butcher shop. Where's that? That's uh, right over here, down uh, off of uh, uh, was it uh, not Cantrell, uh Chanel. Oh, okay, uh, by. Um, Shackleford, mm-hmm. next to the big Regions Bank, yeah, right there, yeah, 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 right behind it. That's right. where it's at, and it's a great place to eat too. In fact, my son-in-law, whom you saw all those great pictures of my deck that he has, yeah, very nice. up, I'm paying him off. <laughs> uh, not this weekend, probably weekend after next. We're taking him for um, dinner at the. Uh, at the, uh, I want to call it the chop shop, and that's not it. That's Chicago. Uh, the butcher uh, butcher, uh, butcher shop. Mm, nice. Uh, I'm going to take him to have prime rib. Nice. He loves the prime rib there. He I thinks like the prime, prime rib is really, really good. So anyway, yep. what we're doing. Great. So I just burned up 15 minutes. <laughs> 15 <laughs> really, minutes just 13. Important time. But I am. It's a, I'm, I'm excited about taking people to go check it, uh, check it out. It should be yeah. fun. Yeah. So I just think that... Can I tell you, if we can change topics for a moment? Yeah. Um, uh, I was reading the New York Times, as I still do, and I'm, you know, people say, w- w- you're glutton for punishment. I guess that's the answer. And there was a very long story on the collapse of the economy in Venezuela. Not one mention... Of socialism. Not mu- you saw that in my tweet, right? No, no, no I didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, I posted just, that on a just tweet. Just take any guess. The word socialism is nowhere in the article. This is how outlandish the leftists are and the leftist uh, media. Now, and you know what they say? Well, due to bad um, economic policies chosen by the government. You mean socialism? Yeah. Say it. And, oh. and, and every time it comes up. And we'll say go, it well, proudly exactly. since you back it. Oh, well, you see, uh, Dave, they would say, the problem is that's not real so- socialism. Oh, okay. <laughs> Where's the real socialism? 
Show me where in this world, because none of them. Soviet wasn't. Right. Cuba. No, no, Cuba wasn't. Everything. No. And then they go, oh, well, Sweden. First of all, Sweden's not socialist. Sorry. They have a larger welfare state than we do. They are not socialist. Second of all, it's about two and a half families and 80 acres (laughs) of ice. That's what it is. You know, you can you can have one central bank account and everybody can go dip into it with such such a small population. Yeah, Write the, your letters, and, by the way, to Dave Ellswick. Yeah, there you right? go. Yeah. And then uh, always it's uh, it's some woman over there, uh, you know, Lisbeth is always causing problems there. Lisbeth? Yeah. Oh, is that a common name over there? Yeah, no. It's oh. it's it's a series of books. Oh, okay. The girl gotcha. who kicked oh, the hornet's the, uh, the, the, the girl the with tattoo. the dragon tattoo. Right, 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 right. Yes. God. Love those movies. By the way, see the original movies in Swedish because they're much the better. better than the ones yeah. made in English. How's your Swedish, Dave? Is uh, not very good. Okay. That's why I read all of the subtitles. <laughs> right, exactly. So this is, it just, it drives me crazy. And then I heard you talking about how the Dem Gaz is going mostly digital. and it, it, Not mostly. Every well, day other than but Sunday. Sunday. Right. And, and there's only money there to be made. They got Right. They print up all those coupons. Well, look, it's it's rational. It's economic. The Dem Gaz is a good paper. Uh, we were proposing uh, a bill in the Senate here in Arkansas recently, and the Dem Gaz was opposed to it, and that was okay. Uh, but what was interesting is everybody it, – it was about essentially defamation, and it would have made it somewhat easier – uh, to to bring a defamation lawsuit if effectively, it's called false light, but it's effectively a defamation lawsuit. And uh, the Dem guys was opposed to it, and I understand media are opposed to it because they can get sucked up into defamation lawsuits, right? Cause, right. Because right. they print a lot of stuff, uh, so they were opposed to it. And uh, both the chairman Clark and I and 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 Kim Hammer made the point of saying. You know, the Dem Gaz is here, but they do a fantastic job. They really are a solid newspaper. I'm very, I think we're very lucky to have them here. Now, if they go digital, whatever, I read them digitally, uh, so I, I perfectly understand. I don't read You them. read it on your tablet? Yeah, I okay. read it on the tablet. So that's just the way. i got to get the information here so I can get it on my tablet yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, I just, I got into that a while ago. It's just more convenient um, but I understand those who like to hold the newspaper. But I, in part, I think I have a, like the, the ink, you know, I get it in my fingers, I get it in my eyes and it's, I may have an allergy or it just stings my eyes. So anyway, I'm not I'm not clean enough to, to read the newspapers, I think. So it works better for me on the tablet. But I that's why they're doing it. It's the economy. It's it's very difficult to sell content. Right. And so what do you wind no, up with? It's not only that yeah. newsprint. Is right. exceedingly expensive, expensive. Right. and and you sell content and you're competing with cat blogs, right, uh, and uh, other nonsense, and so it becomes exceedingly difficult. So I really do appreciate what they do. What's the guy's name who owns owns the Dem Gas? Hausman. Hausman. Yeah, I mean that's um, that's a big operation. You know, of course, you remember when the the Washington Post, which was owned by that family for years and years. Um, sold to uh, sold it to the Amazon guy, sold it to yep. Jeff Bezos, and that was really a sea change when it came to um, journalism because Bezos, of course, as the owner of uh, Amazon, is now combining news with his business enterprise. And the question has always been and remains to this day: How influenced uh, is the Washington Post by that uh, 
business perspective of Jeff Bezos, and and I think it is. I think the Washington Post has gone down in quality. Is it Bezos or is it oh, Bezos? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> is it tomato or is yeah, it exactly. tomato? Exactly. It could be one or the other. It doesn't, exactly. it doesn't matter. It's basically okay. Dr. Evil. Doesn't he look a bit, little like he Dr. Does, Evil? He does if he shaved his head a little bit better. Yeah. So You know? Didn't, wasn't Cuba wanting to, not Cuba, the country, but what, Cuba Gooden? Cuban. Oh, uh, Mark the Cuban? Guy, yeah, the guy who owns the... Uh, the Mavericks. Didn't, right. he, didn't he try to buy the post at first? Is that right? I don't know. I thought he got outbid or something. Could be. Could be. He doesn't have nearly the money of Jeff uh, Bezos no. or Bezos. Very few people do. Well, that's right. He may, he, he may be the richest person outside of sort of corrupt international figures like Putin. And what's his name? You know, um, Mexico Slim or whatever his name is down there. Slim Jim or whatever it is down in Mexico. Mm-hmm. He owns mm-hmm. a lot of the... Um, was it um, like cricket and stuff like oh, that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not cricket. It's some. It's their version of right. cricket. Right, right, right. And what's the Spanish? Telecom. What's the Spanish word for cricket? It beats the heck out of me. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Yeah. Speedy Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I don't know. Yeah. Eddie, yeah. you know what's so funny is that years ago they went nuts here in the United States. Uh, Cartoon Network did. And they got rid of Speedy Gonzalez because they said it was was terrible. Oh, was there some sort of cultural to, appropriation? To, yeah, to the Mexican like culture yeah. and all of this. You know what the number one cartoon is in Mexico? I'm gathering. Speedy yeah. Gonzalez. Well, I'm surprised that we're still allowed hey, to have. Speedy. You know, we, we talked that. about this the other day. I'm surprised we're allowed to have um, a Mexican uh, style fast food, right? Because I agree. We're, we're, well, we ripped off their food. Oh, well, it's, 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 it's. Culinary appropriation, I think, right? <laughs> we'll coin a new term. I just got to laugh about some of that stuff. Oh, my God. The left I'm, is I'm so laughing about this, but top. it scares me. What? Campus reform. Yeah, yeah. Article from today. I right. wanted to bring this to sure. you. Sure. They have some good articles in it campus said, reform. Uh, just give you two points. A new yeah. report shows some shocking statistics about how college students feel about yeah. free speech. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the report reveals how students feel about hate speech, Mm -hmm. which there is no such thing as hate speech. Legally speaking, the the Supreme Court has struck it down five different times since the 70s. And whether it should be protected under the First Amendment, a new report from the Knight Foundation found that 41% of college students believe hate speech should not be protected under the First Amendment, while 58% believe that it should be, while the majority of students believe that hate speech should be protected, 53% of college women contend it should not be protected, as well as a majority of black students. Yeah, because, look, the, the notion of free speech is going by the wayside, or has gone by the wayside for the left. Uh, we We passed, as you know, Dave, the Dave Ellswick Free Speech on Campus Bill, which focuses on free speech of students and and faculty. I pause slightly because it's slightly more focused on students than it is on faculty. Yes. It doesn't cover all forms of free speech, unfortunately. It is a good bill. It's not a perfect bill, but it, or a good, good act now, right? Let's be clear. But it's not a perfect act, 
Uh, and as Bob Ballinger said publicly, I think on your show as well, he goes, we're going to have to see how the universities operate. And if they don't do right, we'll add to that bill, right? It's, it's a foundation and we can build upwards from that bill. As you know, Kim Hammer and Bob Ballinger and I tried to pass a bill that would allow a public employees free speech in their free time. You might say, well, free speech in your free time. What's wrong with it? Like, why do we need a law for that? Isn't that the law already? Isn't that the First Amendment? And folks, here's the, pro- here's the problem with the First Amendment. It's not nearly as broad as you might think it is. And the um, Municipal League and the, and the university itself testified against our bill because they don't want you to have free speech rights. Now, remember that. The university, the entity that's supposed to put forward thinking – Intellectual debate doesn't want you to think. You to think doesn't want you. If you're a government, no, wait, wait, wait. You can think just as long as you, you think just like that. Can't go out and say what right, you think. Exactly. Uh, and you would, uh, uh, if you're a government employee at the university or anywhere, and you're at home in your footsie pajamas on Facebook at midnight, you could say something on Facebook that can get you fired from that government job. Can you believe that? Because here's the law. The law is. Is it a matter of public issue, public concern? If no, no First Amendment protection. Oh, then you go, well, but if it's a matter of public concern, then I can speak about it. No, then that's just the beginning of the analysis. Then they say, however, if it is a matter of public concern, is it going to be disruptive to the, to the school or to the Department of Motor Vehicles or whatever it may be? And if yes, no First Amendment protection. And guess who gets to decide essentially, not entirely, how disruptive it is? The government. The government. Isn't that, a, isn't that a wonderful circle? Kangaroo so, Court. Right, can, kangaroo Court. So the Municipal League, which, by the way, is a private lobbying group that lobbies on behalf of government bureaucrats, g- highly paid government bureaucrats against the interest of Arkansas citizens, is paid with your tax dollars. They, the municipalities literally raise money as well as get state money. And they turn around and turn it over to this private group, the Municipal League, that goes to the legislature and says, give more money to bureaucrats against your interest, Dave, and your listeners' interest and my interest. So that needs to be stopped. Next term, we're going to have a bill on that. Hmm. And Rightly free speech so. for government employees. But and this Rightly is why, so. Right? And this is the problem based on the article that you read us. These delicate, daisy, leftist children are afraid about hearing bad things. So they say, oh, well, that's hate speech. But wait a second. Here's the other thing that's really interesting. It's only conservative stuff that's hate speech. There's no such thing as liberal hate speech. How can it be liberal and hate speech? The Supreme Court says there is no such of thing course. as hate speech. Of course. Well, the, the, you know what they say? The First Amendment uh, or, or free speech doesn't protect hate speech. Then don't put the word speech in it. That's exactly right. right. But this is what the your listeners need to appreciate. We need to build up on top of that foundation of the First Amendment greater free speech rights in Arkansas. Absolutely. We need to be at the leading edge, and we've started already with the Dave Ellswick Free Speech Act. That's step one only. And your listeners need to understand their free speech rights are in jeopardy even today. All right. A break. Then we're back with more. Robert Steinbach's here. Four o'clock, the folks from Conduit uh, News will join us. And with them, we're going to talk more about the Demgas going to a digital format and what does that mean 
for news. We'll talk about that in the 4 o'clock hour here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, it's Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. Why buy OEM parts? Those are like brand new parts that are very, very expensive. Well, you can use uh, an engine or a transmission or a rear differential or whatever it is that you need uh, from a total loss vehicle. <coughs> and then you save, I'm going to say you're going to save at least 50% on the part. And uh, the uh, labor is a lot cheaper over at Sutney's. <coughs> Excuse me. Something got my in my throat there. So I'll do this later. <laughs> I'll do it later when I can talk a little better. <coughs> it happens. And I think I just got hit with allergies again. I, this has been going on now for about five weeks. It'd be like one day, all of a sudden, for an hour, my uh, throat gives up on me. Anyway, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Now I'll finish up Sunny's. Their phone number, by the way, 982-7451. You're going to remember this ad more than you'll remember the perfect ad. The choking ad? Because, yeah, the choking ad. <laughs> because you remember I choked. What was that? place dave was talking about, about when he was choking there's, oh sonny's yeah brand the broken and dave the choker yeah there you go yeah i'm not the choker i don't ever choke no i meant choking like literally there not you figuratively. Go. yeah all right nine eight two seventy four fifty one i like that they came up to how isn't that hate speech hate speech brand, brand, brand the, the broken? broken that's gotta be From hate Game speech of Thrones. <laughs> yeah it has to be <sighs> i'm just saying I forget who was it that I heard the other day use the R word. See, now I don't even say the words because I know that I'll get complaints. Use the R word about being a little bit mentally disabled. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't mm -hmm. ever say that word now. Right, right. And I, I, like I said, things change all the time. What was it? Really, hate speech becomes uh, hate speech, which... You know, or it's, if it's, it's so not hate speech now, it is. You know, it's so. Well, it is. Right. That you, Here's you the word that I, I used. Okay. I was talking to, to Russ about. If I had said this word four or five years ago, they'd right. want to hang me up by my ears. Well. It, Queer. Right. And now it's. The, now it's, it's no problem. They call Because it's the other way queer. around. Right. Right. Yeah. But here, I remember when I was in college and. Um, I forgot. It was something in political science, and I used the word oriental. And my teacher just quite calmly uh, said, oh, by the way, the, the proper term is Asian. I said, oh, okay. And from there on in, I used the term Asian. I didn't know any better, and that's okay. Like, that's the thing, right? There's no problem with an What's wrong with oriental? Well, apparently it's outdated, right? But that's okay in the no, sense No, it's not. It's in the dictionary. I understand, right? But we are, you know, uh, we say black. We don't say Negro anymore, right? So the, the term some people do well, but it's not considered a, a, a particularly acceptable term. And they take it as a pejorative now. Well, but this is the point, which is, you know, it's one thing to say, look, you know, there's kind of an evolution, and this is the preferred term, all right? Versus jumping down somebody's throat if they haven't caught on to the latest terminology. And what what I'm reminded on that. Not about terminology, terminology, but just thought is, of course, as you know, President Obama ran for president and was against gay marriage. The only reason he came out for gay marriage, in fact, was because Joe Biden tripped over his own tongue, as he often does, and decided to 
come out in favor of gay marriage, which is fine for him to do. But then Obama said, okay, I'm in favor of gay marriage. All that is the history and all that's fine and whatever. But then two days later, if you were a conservative and you were not in favor of gay marriage, you're a racist, you're a homophobe. But excuse me, like seven minutes ago, your policy was the same as mine. And now that all of a sudden. Just ask Hillary. Right. And then, then, then all of a sudden, because apparently divine light shone down on you that no longer am I allowed or is anyone allowed to have a contrary belief. And that's the problem here is the left is so dogmatic and they allow no dissent in thought. And it's it's mind control. It's quite literally mind control. The notion that we've talked about this a thousand times on your show, Dave, the notion that the left is against free speech and the right. Mostly I told you about how they weren't so great in the Senate this past term in the Arkansas Senate. Or at least one one guy wasn't. Um, but that the right are the pro free speech folks. Right. Who passed the Dave Ellswick free speech bill? That's Hammer and Ballinger. Yeah. Not the libs. Not the libs. Because the left has given up on free speech. And they said, well, you know. It's not important. You, you need to feel included. You know, well. Diversity well, I, is yeah. more important I, than I need free to feel speech. included. Well, but I don't, I'm a conservative. I, no, no, you don't count. You don't count. Because you grew up with privilege. Remember, my parents literally coming over with $50 in their pockets. Uh, uh, my father, a refugee from Europe after World War II, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, privilege. Oh yeah, oh we were, you know, we grew up in the Trump Tower. That's a joke, folks. You know, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it, it's so amazing that it, it it is quite literally permissible these days to to be a racist as long as you're a racist against white folks. I had a, a very nice student some time back say. Um, Oh, uh, well, that's just a bunch of old white men. I said, well, first of all, I'm an old white man, right? And then second of all, I'm, how is that addressed? Relevant. The, yeah, how does that address the issue? Does the age of the speaker matter? Does the color of his skin matter? And if you would change those characteristics, would you be permitted to would say that? Would that matter? Yeah, would that yeah. matter? So this is really a remarkable thing uh, when you when you sort of establish the permissibility of one form of racism. Well, before black, which became big during the late 60s when the three uh, black athletes gave the the, the, power the black sign. power yeah. sign. Yeah, good for that. Uh, before that, everybody called them Negroes. That's what and, I referenced and, earlier. And, yeah, yeah, and if you said black... It was considered a pejorative. Oh, is that right? That yes. I didn't know. That yeah. I didn't know. And then right? it changed. Right. And they decided that they're going to change it. Well, okay. what gives anybody the right to change a word? Well, but... The meaning but, of a word. Yeah, and I... Uh, here's the thing. Language can evolve. I don't have a problem with the notion of language evolving. I do have a problem with people telling me I can't think something. I can't say something. Uh, you can't use the old word. I mean, it's like the word gay. Gay didn't always mean homosexual. Well, of course not, right? But, it made but again, happy, language evolves, fun. right? 
I mean, and language has to evolve as, as society changes and technology changes. So I don't have a problem with sort of the evolution of terms as long as we're not draconian uh, or is that dragonian? What's the name of the dragon there? Um, Drogon. Drogon. Right. Uh, just as long as we're not dragonian. And, and, and Bane the Broken or Brand the Brand Broken, the broken. is trying to, you know, mind meld with him. Oh, was he? Yeah, it said said during the Game of Thrones. He oh, says, I, I'm still trying to find him, and I'll talk to him. Oh, I didn't catch And I started that. laughing. Yeah. I, my wife said, what's wrong? I said, that, why would they even put that in there? It's just that's so for stupid. The, that's for the prequel that's going to come out yeah, next, right? Yeah, I hope, yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, the language changes. Uh, we change. Uh, but I'm tired of the left dictating what I can think, what I can do, and what I can say, and what's permissible. and what You can say, I don't like that. All right. You know, I've always said, for example, in the abortion debate, I've said, you know, the, basically it's pro-life and pro-choice are the, are the names of the two camps, so to speak. You choose whatever name you want. I don't care. I come pro-death. I know you do. But you see, what I say <laughs> is they get to choose their name just as, just as the, whatever group I may be in gets to choose their name. I don't right. have a problem with that. So – uh, and then different communities, right? You know, if uh, do you know that uh, I met a um, a person who's a Native American Indian? I put all those words in there. A wow. while back, I, you know why I say that? Because I thought you weren't supposed to say Indian, and you're supposed to say Native American. And the guy who I was speaking to, very well educated, an educator, a, a, a law professor, said actually we're reclaiming the term Indian. So we're using okay. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. Exact, but, but that's he wasn't, exactly what I'm talking about. But here's about. the point, Dave. Here's where I disagree with it. He wasn't offended by Native American. He just said, by the way, we're reclaiming this term so you can actually say Indian. But who okay. says... But he's the group. How do you reclaim anything? Well, you just do it, right? You just start using the term. That's all. Me, that's how that's how the term me, queer it, got adopted by so the gay community. As they yeah. said, you know, it used to be used against us. We're going to use it ourselves, and then you can't make it a bad word because we use it. Okay, yeah. whatever. But but you know what? If someone else gets it wrong, don't jump down their throat, and don't sit there in judgment of what I think and what I say, or what as we've discussed. If there's a conservative Christian who is against gay marriage and wants to put that up on their Facebook page, and they happen to work for government, they don't get fired. Notwithstanding that Trent Garner thinks apparently that's okay that you can fire a conservative Christian for putting on his Facebook page that he's against gay marriage because Trent Garner was vocally opposed to the bill that would have protected exactly. Exactly that behavior. All right. We got to get a break in. Let's do that. And then uh, we'll be back to finish up this hour. Next hour, going to have a very interesting discussion because I was talking to Brenda today from Conduit News, and we were speaking about the dim gas going to the, the whole digital, digital thing right. and just printing the Sunday paper. And uh, she was saying uh, that's going to usher in some changes, and it is. And on top of that, it's, it brings in, at that point, then who's a journalist and who's not and what is news and what's not. We're going to talk about all of that in the next hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. I uh, want to let you know, Zach, John Wick 3, worldwide, just shy and by shy, I mean about $900,000. $149,800,000. Wow. 
$13,067 around the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. It almost did $150 million wow. on its opening weekend. Wow, wow, wow. That movie was so awesome. <laughs> it's a it great was so No spoilers, no Zach. Spoilers. Zach's good with the spoilers. Yeah, we're not kidding. giving you any. No, we're not giving <laughs> They all died yet. No, no spoilers. Dave, could I uh, quickly make just an announcement? I don't know if uh, anybody is You're going, going to Western Arkansas, yeah. and it will not be the same. It will not be the same after I arrive, right? So That's t- right. So tomorrow, the McCutcheon uh, and Sexton Law Firm will be hosting a transparency in government group of uh, the uh, transparency in government group of Western Arkansas uh, at 6 p.m. at the Fort Smith Public Library um, on Rogers Avenue. Uh, and so that's, again, Tuesday, tomorrow at 6 p.m. at the Fort Smith Public Library. I will be speaking uh, to the Transparency and Government Group of Western Arkansas about the Freedom of Information Act. So if you happen to be around, uh, come join us. By the way, I wanted to say, I forget who it was, it posted on my Facebook. Uh, Wayne Beach is the one who posted, he posted a PDF on the um, FOIA law so that you knew how to go out and make a FOIA request. And if more citizens would start going after uh, the FOIA law, it would be very, very good. If they use it. You you know, we've talked about this many times on your show. If you have a question and you want to know something about what your government's doing, that's state government, that's local government, that's municipal government, that's municipal league type stuff, uh, make a request. Send an email to whatever government entity you're interested in. Ask them for records relating to whatever issue you're interested well, let me, in. Let me give you a good example. Yeah. I forget what the guy's name is now. Uh, he was a government employee, head of a uh, a division. Mm-hmm. I forget. This is several years back. I mm-hmm. forget what it was. And uh, I had heard about some things that he was doing that were highly unethical. Mm-hmm. So I put in a uh, FOIA request mm-hmm. specifically dealing with this issue. Right. And there was no doubt to the people that I was putting in the request for. Right. That I had the goods. Oh, yeah. And was going to have even oh, more yeah. goods on of this Of course. Guy. And he, uh, he gave up his position. There you go. Three oh. days after they got my request. Oh, yeah. And I, they didn't want yeah. me to be digging, and it right, still makes it, me wonder uh, what else, is, I to be found, what else right? is there. That's right. Yeah. I've made federal FOIA requests. I've done state FOIA requests. I made a, fe- a FOIA request of UAMS regarding that doctor that treated my mother who claimed, oh, I didn't dump your mother. No. And then the record showed what? Uh, her writing to the university council saying, uh, 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 wait, I have to treat this person? I don't want to treat this person. It sounds like my boss is saying I've got to treat this person. Wait, you just told me that you weren't dumping my yeah, money. How's that work out? Him. How's that work out? So, of course, I never... Are I, you still going after him? I don't know what I'm going to do next on that. You know, the fact is, I'll tell you this. If I had cancer, I wouldn't go to UAMS. Okay. That's simple. I wouldn't go there. All right. So, you know, but it's a thing that everybody has to understand. It's such an easy thing to do. You don't have to be a legal scholar Not at all. to do one One of, of the these. most famous recent... Uh, cases from the Arkansas Supreme Court on the Freedom of Information Act was litigated by a private individual non-lawyer, and she won in the Arkansas Supreme Court. And I think that was the case that made it clear 
that there's no limit on the amount of stuff you're allowed to, to ask for. Your motive isn't uh, in question. You want a record, and it's a public record, you're entitled to it. And if they've not given it to you, they're in the wrong. They're in the you wrong. are not. And cr- cr- criminally, there are criminal penalties. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in fact, I think that. prosecutors it's... should be a little bit more aggressive with that. But then again, I'm an advocate for transparency. Let's be clear. I, I make no bones about my position on this issue. I'm an advocate for transparency. Yeah, I think we need to have a FOIA request to the Mayflower Police Department about, what, what about you know, what are you charging? Oh, if that, I, right. If, if I ask for this or that, you're going to charge me. Uh, a monetary fee to give me a government record. Well, I told you that uh, the, um, um, what's it, uh, Little Rock Wastewater, there's a new term for yeah. it, but Little Rock... Central uh, Arkansas Water or something uh, like that. I don't know, right? And so Chris Corbett, the... C-A-W, of, I think that's... Uh, is that what it, uh, Chris Corbett is a, is a FOIA lawyer that I work with, um, and he made some FOIA requests of the uh, Little Rock Wastewater, whatever it's now called, and uh, they um, have been giving him a hard time about it. Shrug it off yeah. at your own risk. Yeah. Well, I, and I think I think it's going to work out is what I can what I can report now. Yeah. Meaning, uh, you know what? Uh, you start to show what the law is to the other side, and they all say, "Oh, wait, what?" Yeah, it's yeah. A, maybe uh, maybe we should comply. Yeah, exactly. Maybe we should comply. That's exactly right. And guess what? Next session, we're going to bring up again the bill that's going to allow us to get the re- – listen, under the FOIA, currently we we should be able to get the records of university foundations. University is the first word, but university foundations around this state and in this country have uh, – resisted turning over records pursuant to the FOIA. And so we tried to pass a law that basically made it clear uh, that if they were doing so, they were entirely in violation of the FOIA. Now, I th- I truly believe uh, that it's well established in the existing FOIA, but it doesn't hurt to add these suspenders to, those, to that belt. Uh, we couldn't get it passed this time. We'll get it passed next time. We really will. Okay. Yeah. Another little topic before we get out of this hour. We've got about four minutes left. I've got a friend who is a nurse, mm-hmm. and I was discussing with them about uh, Little Rock and being working and moving towards being a uh, sanctuary city. Oh gosh, I didn't, and, know, I didn't even know that was an issue. Oh yeah, I mean, look, we had we had one of the city board members on talking about these ID cards. They've given over eleven hundred of them out spent over $180,000 uh, for these, and uh, there's no doubt they're moving towards They don't call it that, I see. but uh, everything that they're doing is like a sanctuary city. Walks on this, the dock. And this, yeah, this person was telling me uh, that I should start looking into how many illegals are being dealt with at the area hospitals. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, do they, I said, how do they get around that? And he said, well, a lot of them, you know, they'll act like they can't speak any English or anything. And I said, really? She said, uh, they made a statement and, and, and said, yeah, Dave, the, we've got to call in uh, translators for mm-hmm. these people. Sure. And every person that they take care of is 50 bucks. Well, not only that, of course, you all make the medical, a lot of money. The medical that. care is not compensated as well. That's and we're, correct. And we're, and we're paying for that. And did you hear Nancy Pelosi re, uh, just the other day after 
that Trump came out with his new immigration plan. And by the way, he, it's such a simple notion. Right now, I think roughly two-thirds of our uh, immigration is chain migration. I mean, yeah. if you've got a relative here, well, that, that's what determines who's the next person yeah. to come in. Well, why do you determine? Shouldn't I determine? Meaning, shouldn't the government determine who's the next person? Not the last guy that got in the door, whether he kicks a brick under that door for the next guy to come through. So two-thirds chain migration, one-third skill-based, merit-based. And what does the left do? First of all, they say, merit? I, I don't even know what the word merit means. If I uh, bumped into merit in the subway, I'd say, who are you? I mean, the, the notion that merit is a foreign concept, no pun intended. Even though Canada and Australia oh, and does. most of Europe of uses it. Well, and here's the thing. It's our country. Oh, what do you mean? Uh, is that a privilege? No. It America, is a privilege. Well, that's true, too. But America belongs to Americans. So guess who gets to decide who's the next one in the door? Americans. Well, guess what we should base it on? Merit. Oh, they, I was just, they just want to flip it. Two-thirds merit, one-third chain. Is that so controversial? Of course it is, especially if you're a Democrat. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, and Conduit News will be with us, Brenda, and I believe Joe is going to be here as well. But we're going to talk about the move by the Dem gas going digital, except on Sunday when they will print the paper. Monday through Saturday, no print edition. It'll all be on your uh, tablet. Talk about that. And what does that mean for news? And what is a journalist anyway? And I want to talk about this. They are actually going to have a series on, I think it was on A&E, if I'm not mistaken, about the moon landing. Did it really happen? The Dave Ellswick Show. I don't make this stuff up. I just talk about it. You sure it's not leftists? All right, into our final live hour today with Robert Steinbach. And from up in northwest Arkansas, we've got folks from uh, Conduit News. We've got applied research on with us in the final hour today, Zach, just so you'll know. They're going to stop by and talk with us. Uh, But I I wanted to get these folks on because, and, and Brenda was the one who brought this up to me. And then I heard from some friends out in Conway that they were no longer going to get the, the dim gas in print form during the course of the week, Monday through Saturday, only Sunday would be printed. And I found out this is going like statewide. I had heard about it when it happened in Jonesboro, but I I was really kind of, I was kind of surprised that this has happened statewide the way it, it has. It doesn't. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. I didn't realize it was coming up now. I am not surprised that it has happened because I've said that it would happen. And I also have said, why do we keep spending so much money on brick and mortar libraries when everything is going digital? You know, I I don't get that either. I mean, they're they're spending an inordinate amount of, of taxpayers' money on that stuff. So it brings up a really good discussion point today. What is the future of newspapers as we know it? Will it survive in a digital for, uh, you know, for uh, Matt? And what does it mean about news in general? So, uh, Brenda, Joe, how y'all doing? We're doing great. It's a beautiful day today. Hey, uh, I've got a news flash for you, Dave. The, the reason the Demgat's going out of business is because everybody's moving to Conduit News online. But that's good. And and you by by what you're saying, 
brings up a, a, a salient point that we want to talk about. What is a journalist? I, I kind of mentioned this to, to Brenda uh, earlier today. I said, what is news? Because I've been talking about this now for, for several years. Why does the newspaper business, for, they, they, they snookered people. They pulled the, the wool over people's eyes that you had to go to, to you know, college for four years or more to learn how to be a journalist. No, you don't. That's the most BS. I was I was doing news when I was 14 years old. I hadn't had any kind of really training at all. I was writing for the Calumet Press at the time, and I was covering uh, high school uh, football for them for the, the, the Saturday edition. You know, it's, it's just... I don't know. I just think this is an evolutionary part that is is happening uh, as far as uh, because of the way we communicate now. I mean, it's pretty easy to know why. I mean, newsprint costs a small fortune now. Well, no, you've got a couple of things going on there, Dave, one of which is the capability to write news or to speak news or to gather news. And then there's the applicability of a printed piece of paper to communicate that yeah. news through a medium. The the first point, you know, you probably went to high school at a time where they actually taught English and writing. But nowadays, to get the education you probably got and I probably got in high school, they have to go four years more to college to learn, you know, what an <laughs> adverb is or a conjunction. Yeah, no. Well, that's why they there's have a lot of truth in what you're saying, Joe. I mean, seriously, there's a lot of truth in what you're saying there. I mean, I have. No. have did let me just ask: Did Hausman come out and say that it was just a matter of cost that made him go this way? I, I haven't read in detail that, but just you know, you, you can see the handwriting on the wall. For weeks now, we've been reading uh, editorials or some kind of you know summary in-house where they're saying, you know, their history, how good the news is, how important what they do is. And, you know, there's an underlying message there that something's going on. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, looking at the Arkansas Times, which I had a conversation with uh, some of those reporters a couple of years ago, and which is interesting because, you know, if we're not like-minded with someone, it'd probably be Arkansas Times, even though I've learned to have a lot of respect for uh, some of their reporting. Uh, but at any rate, they they are online, and you have to pay for the for the subscription to read it. And I know that I have an online subscription to Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I, but I get the hard copy, and I read the hard copy, and it irritates me to read the online news. And am I going to continue to pay for online? Maybe, but I would say I'm an exception. Well, I like, I like the hard copy stuff myself, uh, especially in technical manuals. You know, I don't want to go online or put the CD in my computer to read the operator's manual for, you know, a drill press. I want to have a piece of paper in my hand and hold it. And, and that's, you know, that, that's part of it. I think people like the coupons. That's why they're going to keep printing the Sunday paper. Yeah, the, the coupons and, and there's, there's, you know, maybe some goings on in the local area that people just like looking through the paper and then a lot of it's just habit. I mean, how many subscriptions do you think you have 
for an online service or a membership to something and you never even use it. You know, they just keep billing you, you know, two dollars and ninety nine cents a month and you just keep going, you forget to even have it and you don't even think about it. Well that, that's another reason why, you know, people have newspapers. And then, you know, there's always the birdcage. You know, that's always handy. <laughs> but but I think there's several things about the newspaper now is that the political spin that comes with most newspapers, and most of it is one-sided, and, and the fact that if they would just separate, here is here are the facts, and then in the bottom put their opinion, you know, they would have a lot better chance of surviving. Same same with online. But are people not buying it because of the spin? I mean, I'm not well, sure. There's, there's some of all of it. Out there who, yeah. There's yeah. some of all of what we're talking about. But the point is, is, you know, delivering it, piece of paper with a delivery person to your yard every day is not a model that's feasible anymore, much like a lot of the retailers. That's right. It tells you, it, it, it tells you a lot of people are going to lose their gig, isn't it? <laughs> no, seriously, you can still make, you can make a pretty good living off of delivering papers. When I was uh, working in radio, there was, you know, times that I delivered papers as a sidebar and uh, that, that kept me, uh, you know, my head above water and kept things going. Well, maybe, you know, the, the 12-year-old or 13 year old you had to be to deliver papers years gone by, maybe that, those kids can now just go to the door and show the old people how to use the iPad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, need it. You probably have to pay a union wages for delivery now. And, you know, you can't exploit these children. There you go. That's absolutely. I'm, I remember first paper I delivered was grit. You remember grit? All the good news fit to print. <laughs> was, that, was that when they were inscribing them in stone tablets? Yeah, oh. kind of. Yeah, you had that pterodactyl that uh, that typed them. <laughs> well, uh, it's just it's just an outrage that people are by the Constitution are required. They have to pay for public notices. That's something we're going to look into here shortly. Well, they're going to have to do something because if they're going to uh, the newspaper is not going to be printed except on Sunday, how are you going to do a public notice? And, I mean, it would seem like to me you'd want to use the Dem gas since it's a statewide paper. Well, I'm sure that use the Secretary of State's website for free. You know, there'll be some law changes. There'll be some opportunities. I mean, where there's change, there are opportunities. Sure. And uh, as Joe started the introduction, you know, Conduit News is going to take the place of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Well, that's, you know, uh, maybe that's not so out of the realm of possibility. Uh, certainly people are going to start choosing more uh, specifically to read or not read. You know, I'll read this for free. Besides, I, I'm tired of that. I want to see this kind of news, this kind of information, which is a lot of what people are doing now through social media and, you know, Facebook or, um, you know, tweet or whatever, how they're getting their news now. But mostly we're looking at moving from a free press away from what we'd call free press, or certainly as Levin mentioned last night on his show, uh, versus media, they're not the same thing. But where is the free press at this point? You know, we had a discussion today, Dave, about that. Is well, what do the what does the average listener in in your audience think of when they think of free press? And what I contend is they they don't think much about it. But when they do think about it, they think free press means free from the government censoring them or 
directing them to print this and not print that. That's that's what most people, I believe, think of with a free press. But it's not a free press, meaning everybody gets equal access to the to the marketplace, and that they all have the freedom to print whatever they want. That's that's the difference that Brenda's alluding to with media. Media is you know, more or less propaganda. And that not, that's not necessarily all bad. I mean, all propaganda is not bad by definition. As long as a person has the time and effort and ability to, to know what's being propagandized, you know? Right. But there's the like the New York Times and the newspapers and the ABCs and CBSs that generationally have occupied the space of the mainstream, dependable information stream of media to get to the average person. But that that's changing. So everybody's going to have to be a more individualized plan from this point forward. And we, we hope to be a big part of that in Arkansas at Conduit News. Second only to the Dave Ellswick show. Of course. Of course. And I always tell people, if you're coming to my show for news, you're going to get news, but you're going to get it from my angle. Uh, absolutely. Well, I mean, think about Walter Cronkite, and you know, CBS anchor. I mean, that, that was a, a news anchor, you know, and certainly was very re- well respected. But how many people stopped to think the spin that he would put on his, his uh, delivery? You know, um, I certainly was too young and naive to realize that it came with a, a, a leaning of a certain direction. You know, I just thought, you know, when he ended it that that's the way it is, I thought that was the way it was, you know. Yeah, that's and, exactly right. Yeah, and so as we have developed as a culture and we're more aware of a person's um, tendencies to, you know, be progressive or conservative, um, now sort of those veils are off and, you know, all um, everyone's free to battle it out, battle for the uh, marketplace of ideas. But the, the sad thing is uh, we've talked about is there free speech on campus, is there free speech here, are you free to uh, say what you want to, and, you know, we're male, female. Joe sent me a, a, a little picture of a sign this weekend where he was having to be uh, admonished because he wasn't as good as females. Um, You know, I said, well, free speech is one thing, but we're almost uh, needing to worry about free thinking. Are you free to think? And that's where this media piece, uh, uh, you know, free press, people need to have their thinking stimulated with information. You need unbiased information. Is there such thing? Probably not. Not in this culture. It may be a while before we see that again. But, um, you know, these are things that we need to talk about. Well, and how many times do you have to read something that's wrong or see a news program that they're generally turn out to be wrong two years later to move away from that media? And, and people will gravitate eventually to... A, a proven uh, media that over time it's not going to be they're going to find it one day and stick with it they're going to vet it over over time half of them will just want to be listening to rein, reinforcing their own ideas but the other half are going to actually look and seek this out all right let's join reggie online reggie's going to join us on the dave ellswick show reggie how are things in hot springs today oh it's fine dave hello brenda Hey, and, uh, Reggie Callen. Yes. Hey, Joe. Joe. Hey, Reggie. I I agree with you. I'm not subscribing to the Democrat Gazette to read John Brummett. 
Well, well, that's that's Ace's fan club now, you know. <laughs> well, I'll, hey, I just want to tell you that um, I've been doing what the Democrat Gazette is doing now for several years now. I didn't want to subscribe to the daily paper, but I I did subscribe to for the Sunday paper. And you know, living in Hot Springs, uh, if I subscribed to the daily paper, I wouldn't get it till I was gone to work. So. Um, I can read it online, so I could read Monday through Saturday online, but I'd get the Sunday paper thrown. But I can still read everything, you know, on their online uh, page. For well, more to the point, Reggie, are, are you subscribed yeah. to Conduit News? <laughs> well, you, you better believe it. And, and the think, price is right. You know, yeah. I was thinking about your your point, Reggie, this morning as I was stacking up my newspapers and uh, thought about how the really good stuff is on the Friday and Saturday papers, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's where it's hidden and, uh, you know, where the meat is, really. So we're going to miss that. Right. Well, here's my question. Why do I – why must I pay for a paper that's coming across my – internet that I used to pay for and I got it on paper in my hands. Because that's all they're selling. Dave, try to do what I do. Is when I get a link to the damn guys or the Arkansas online or whatever, and it pops up and then just for a second or two you can see the article, yeah. you need to take a picture of it <laughs> because then that little thing comes up and says you got to subscribe and kind of blocks it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, sometimes you can read through that, you know. So you that's kind of like how that's kind of how when we were younger, Joe, we used to watch porn, wasn't it? Remember the the the, the, oh the picture the picture was the picture was all screwed up on your TV. Yeah. Joe Joe's Joe's uh, uh, squeezing blood out of a nickel on that one. Really I'm telling you, Joe. All right. It all adds up. We exactly. got we got to take yeah. What, what was it? Benjamin Franklin said, "A penny earned, a penny saved is a penny earned." We're going to take a break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Brenda and Joe are here. Reggie's even hanging in with us from uh, Alver and Hot Springs. If you want to get involved in the conversation, eight two three zero nine six five. Don't forget about Agent Dwayne Smith. He's got the Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency, and this is May, which makes it. Uh, uh, motorcycle month, and uh, you want to get your uh, insurance from somebody who knows something about motorcycles. And, you know, Dwayne is a great motorcycle rider. I mean, he's been up to Sturgis and whatever. He's got the uh, injuries to prove it. And they understand all about owning a, a motorcycle and how to insure it, how much you should be insuring, etc., because they ride them. It's always better to buy motorcycle insurance from someone that rides one. So give them a call, 501-819-0373. And also know that it's National Military Appreciation Month. And the Dwayne Smith Insurance Agency has over 30 years of military experience. And they love the military men and women. So stop on in and let them tell you how much they appreciate your service by teaching you how much they can save you on your car insurance or your uh, home insurance or motorcycle, ATV, boat, and so much more. Call Dwayne, 501-819-0373 or stop by 3920 East Keel Avenue, Sherwood, today. 
All right, we've got news coming up here in just a few moments in the next hour. The folks from Applied Research will be here. They've got some new studies that are coming up. I was asked to have them on today to talk about those and how you can uh, get involved with them, make a little money off of it, and uh, get all the free medications and everything they offer. So that's coming up at uh, the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, We'll come back with Joe and Brenda from, of course, Conduit News, conduitnews.com, their website. And uh, you can read their articles there, uh, get the news that they're printing uh, at that time from their website. And we've been spending our time talking about the dim gas. It's going all digital except for on Sundays. The big tip-off that this was coming is they did this in Jonesboro, which I figured was probably a a trial dry run for them because you got to think they print all those newspapers. They got to correlate them. They've got to tie them. They've got to put them in the back of trucks. They got to move them to the places they're going to. And then they have to deliver them, whether that's by a personalized carrier that you have or uh, by them themselves. All right. We'll talk about more of that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick show. But right now, here's the news. All right, we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's, of course, a uh, Monday. Normally in the 5 o'clock hour, we have Robert on and we have the folks on from Conduit News. And uh, today they're on at 4 because I've got uh, the folks from the, uh, you know, uh, applied research on today uh, in the 5 o'clock hour. So with that said... Let's get back to what we were talking about. I asked Brenda what uh, Joe and she would like to talk about, and she said, let's talk about the Demgaz going digital. Let me make a mention, of, if I may, uh, because I'm glad Brenda and Joe brought up this topic, and I know you talked about it even before I came on with you today, Dave. But Brendan Joe, you know, comment on here's what's so interesting. Dem Gaz is a private newspaper. All newspapers are private, right? There's no such thing as government run newspapers. And so they're making economic decisions or business decisions based on the economics of it. And of course if this were government, it doesn't operate that way. And wouldn't it be nice to see that kind of economic incentive in government? And this is one of the reasons we as conservatives are skeptical about government the way the left is not. The left says, well, the government can do this and the government can do that. But the government has no check on it. There's no economic check on it. Failure just means raising more taxes. So why don't you guys, if you can, say a few words on that. Oh, my gosh. Did you get a copy of our draft that we're about to publish in the next 24 hours? Well, there you go. There you go. It's just like minds. Great minds think alike and then mediocre ones as well. Totally. You're going to love it. I mean, uh, uh, we, we FOIA'd um, DF, DFNA for some numbers for these tax increases, tax cuts, the military tax cut. You know, show us these numbers. I mean, we've gone two years now. We want to see the results. Good for you. Well, guess what answers we got? Nothing. We don't know. Yeah. There you no go. way Nothing. to track it. Right. That doesn't keep the politicians from spouting out how much money you're going to save and know right. you're going to pay more. It didn't stop them from telling us how much they were going to save and how much less taxes were going to be paid. They told the legislators that, and then the legislators voted accordingly. Mm-hmm. So they offered us those documents. 
that obviously mean nothing because they have no way to uh, show the where the numbers came from or if they were accurate. There's no accountability. It's like amazing. Can you imagine that in business, Joe? One good example of that is we came out strongly against the military tax cut bill. We're not opposed, obviously, to a military uh, income tax exemption for retirees in Arkansas, but it included multiple more taxes to, I guess, make it revenue neutral. Well, we know exactly what the tax collections are that they're receiving, but they cannot tell you what it cost for the military exemption. But they were calling it revenue neutral, but they only can verify one side of the equation. No, no. Now they're they're saying they cannot verify the additional money they've received as a result. They can't... So they can't do either side. They can't do either now. They can't verify either of the statements they've made. Joe, you're wrong. They're even dumber than we think. (laughs) Well, they're not dumb. It's just they have a different agenda than they purport. Well, we let them with unaccountable uh, actions. Well, that's true. But now, back, uh, Robert, back to one of your statements is that the newspapers are a private business. Well, keep in mind that they are substantially and constitutionally subsidized by the taxpayers to print legal notices, you know, by statute. That's right. That's right. uh, And I don't know what that number is. But I believe Mark Martin told me it was at least 300000 a year, but it could be $3 million well, for all I know. I was just talking about ballot issues, what Mark Right. Was you know, you have to print the ballot issues and the things like that because the Constitution says that it must be printed in a wide, widely circulated media. But if they're going digital, why don't we forget paying them anything, put it on the Secretary of State's website for free, and save the money. So they're, they're not totally insulated from government influence. Well, I'll do one better than that. And I think that this this proves that this action by the Arkansas Democrat Gazette is going to lend itself to some really good ideas. And Conduit's going to be one of the first to have the really good idea. Because we will publish it at no cost. Yes. All legal notices will go at no cost. Because, you know, we already know that it has to be prepared by the people who are sending it. You know, it's the font. All those different things have to be vetted. But I predict that Conduit could do it a lot more cheaply than actually the government could put it on their site. Because I have a feeling even that would have, you know, underlying cost. Right. But uh, there's another good idea here is Dave Ellswick could personally read every word of every legal notice. They can't afford that. That would be the most expensive. Dave Ellswick's words are like gold. You can't be giving that away. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold, I tell you. They have to pay, you know, Hausman have to really pay me some bucks to read that stuff. Just trying to make it exciting to keep people listening would be a tough one. Yeah, pretty much shut down your show, I think. Yeah, it'd be tough. But to Joe's point, you know, the legal notices that are in statute have to be run in a newspaper of wide circulation. I mean, those things are now, we're going to see a lot of changes, a lot of changes needed. They've needed to be coming. You saw a Flippo's bill where he he was just trying to change the notices for a contract, you know, government contract publishing uh, publishing those and the the papers came out in Associated Press. They had a a, a major fit over it. And so, you know, it's a nice shakeup. Things are changing and and our actions and our economic uh, resources need to be, you know, realigned with the reality. And the spirit of of government usually picking the worst of all evils 
they will probably continue to pay the dem guys to digitally online print legal notices when that's insanity. Well, you raise well, the wide circulation needs to be challenged probably legally at that point. And you raise an interesting, you know, as technology changes and industry changes, uh, what, how does the law have to catch up to it? It's really an interesting question. And people don't seem to recognize that in, in the private sector, there are winners and losers all the time. Uh, when I moved to Little Rock, there was a place on the corner of Cantrell and Kavanaugh that was already shut down. and It was like a film development center. Well, film? What the heck is that, right? Uh, so, But we all have digital cameras on our phones that are far better than any... Uh, I bought a camera when I was in high school because I was into photography for several hundred dollars. Well, see, they didn't understand the technology because if they had, had understood it, right. what they should have said was, we'll print those digital prints that you like to frame, right. just come where oh, we're yeah. at. There's, there's, but they there's, never did that. Look, the technology provides for more opportunities, not fewer, but it certainly puts certain technologies out of business. And if you're not staying up to speed, then you're going to be left by the wayside. Like the old saying goes, it's it's somewhat hackneyed, the, bu- the buggy whip builder. You know, the guy who builds the whip to hit the horse that drags the buggy. Now that we have cars, we don't really need those anymore. But that's the point that, you know, Joe, uh, as a businessman, knows quite well, which is uh, you you only make money when you provide a service or a product that somebody wants, not just because you say they want it. Exactly. You know, it, yeah. It's kind of like the people that were selling this internet tax, you know, on the brick, save the brick and mortar. Well, why don't we take that same argument and use it for the newspaper? Yeah, I mean, that's let's, right. Let's, let's charge everybody a $5 a month internet access fee so that it's a level playing field with the newspaper costs. That's a very good analogy. You know, uh, Joe. Joe, don't be giving, don't be giving yeah, don't them give ideas. Them idea. That's coming Cut next. back on that, buddy. <laughs> don't be giving them ideas. I, th- these idiots never cease to uh, meet my low expectations. That's right. Let's talk about being old. Um, you know, I'm not sure, and I'm sure there are medical studies. Well, I'll leave that with you guys. I, I'm a lawyer. You know, I don't I don't study medicine. I don't know the science here, so I'm going to show a lot of my ignorance. But I, I do know that different people have different learning uh, skills and, and, you know, ways that they learn. And me, I'm a, I'm a person who learns because I hear, I see, I speak. And so just like the newspaper, what Joe said, I like to pick up the book. I like to touch the manual. You know, I'm the same way. And I even like to write on it as I'm reading it, as some of you know. And um, it, that helps. It cements it in my brain. So is it is it a generational? Is it older? Is it because that's the way I learned? And we'll see with this new, our, our children, haven't we haven't seen enough of this generation that's just digital. And, you know, a, a two-year-old sitting there swiping the iPad, you know, I mean, you're, you're hearing the this is dangerous to their brain, it's harmful, don't let a child use it. You know, we don't know all these things yet, but is the next generation going to have information and learn it and absorb it and be able to use it as efficiently? You know, if I if I need the three different ways to learn something, is, you know, are my grandchildren going to overcome that need? I mean, I don't know. Have any of you read anything about any of those type studies? Well, it's a good question, and and I think you're right, by the way, to to say, you know, they're claiming that the iPad is dangerous. It depends. 
right? There, there are benefits and there are costs, and, and, and we don't know the results. But there are the Luddites who want to turn off the technology, and then there are those who don't pay any attention whatsoever. And then I think there are those reasoned people like you in the middle who say, well, I don't know. Maybe some of it's good and some of it's not good, and maybe too much of anything is not good. You know, I think it all goes to the amount of concentration that mm-hmm. a person can muster at any given time. Uh, it, it seems to me like the generation that's coming up now has an increasingly shorter ability to concentrate. What was that, that you just reading, said, Joe? What was that? When you're reading, what was that you just said? <laughs> <laughs> I did, I, Joe and I, I have this conversation often. Yeah, exactly. I, I lost that. What was that? I, I lost you there for a second. <laughs> Joe, I'm pulling you yeah, out. I mean, when when you can learn things at the tip of your fingers on your phone, I mean, how how much do you actually concentrate and consider what you've learned versus moving on to something else and think you know what you just read on your phone? Well, think about before there was written word and, and the you know printing press and those things. People learned by pictures, you know, and they no doubt they could stand maybe maybe they could stand in front of the picture a long time and learn the Bible. I don't know if they had a mother like mine, they weren't allowed to stand very long because they had to go work. But um, you know. So humans have had to learn without picking up and touching the words, you know, for, you know, thousands of years, but just nothing that we've seen. Some university will do a study that, you know. <laughs> Better be a big one. Yeah, that, that goes both ways. I mean, that, that takes both sides. So we, we don't know. But the point being a newspaper that's, you know, printed on dead trees and thrown around the neighborhood and clogging our landfills, they're done. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it brings up a good question. With technology, a lot of changes. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we spend a lot of money, a lot of tax money on libraries. When will we move away from that? I think that that is just around the corner, to be honest with you. I, I won't give everybody my feelings about it other than say I would love it, uh, but, <laughs> but I'd like to be able to let's take that money and spend it on roads because yet the flying car is not here. Well, that, that's so true, Dave. I live in the San Francisco of the Midwest, which is Fayetteville, and they have a tremendous library. I mean, it is awesome. It's big. It's got lots of stuff in it. Taxing they, day to add to it. And they just doubled it. They yeah. voted to double it. Okay. And And what it really becomes is uh, a leftist uh, or co- collecting center. I mean, you know, they, 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 that's their meeting place, and, and they, they meet with the homeless people, and that's where they all stay and hang out. And there's no conservative occupancy of that building that I can tell. And it's, it's, I mean, they look at it and sell it like it's a community thing. Well, it's not. It's a small part of the community thing that everybody has that's to pay That's correct. For. That's, that's exactly right. Got to take a break, our final break for this hour. Stay with us, Brenda and Joe. We'll be back. Don't forget, Brenda and Joe are with Conduit News, conduitnews.com, their website. All right, get ready. Here we go. New York Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez weighed in on billionaire Robert F. Smith's offer to pay off the student loan debt of the entire graduating class at Morehouse College saying that while she applauded the gesture, college students shouldn't be forced to rely on the generosity of others. 
Okay, let me <laughs> let, let me just point this out. If we're going to pay off the debt with tax money, they're relying on the generosity of others called the taxpayer. Well, it's not generosity because it's forced to gunpoint. Yeah, but it's the, it's the generosity of the House of Representatives with your money. With your yeah. money, exactly. It's very easy it's to be generous with other people's money. money. I thought you'd all find that highly entertaining. Absolutely. Did you, did you say that? Did you see that she's saying now that she's thinking about running for mayor of New York? Well, I wish she would. I okay. do too. Get her out of the Congress. Yeah, move there and vote for occasional cortex. <laughs> occasional cortex. I love it. Hey, Joe. well, Dave, we haven't touched on the conduit scorecard. The countdown continues. Yeah, when is that going to happen? June thirteenth. June thirteenth. Uh, okay, now we owe you a personal visit. Yes, we're going to let you know a week ahead at least, and uh, um, I'll be out of town for two Mondays in a row coming up. Yeah, so we'll be there with body armor and and security. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, we won't have a show on this coming Monday because it's Memorial Day. Uh, the following Monday would be uh, going to be the beginning of June. That's June fourth. So is that what you're? Or you're going to be gone on the fourth? Is that correct? It's you and Joe, I guess, will have to battle it out without me. No, oh, boy, that'd be, uh, that's going to be tough. I'm, I'm not sure when that scorecard comes out again. It'll be the week after that. Okay, so, so I'm not going to let it be released when I'm not here. Okay. <laughs> so the week the week after we'll have you all on. How's that? Sounds great. Sounds just right. Okay, you'll be here on the for the four o'clock and the five o'clock hour, and I'll make sure that none of our advertisers join me during that hour on my show. I will put it in stone on my on my calendar as I leave today. Yeah, especially that R.D. Hopper guy. I'm not <laughs> so sure about that guy. <laughs> All right, so I'm looking here. We're looking at June the tenth, then. That sounds about right. Yeah. All right. June the 10th. You ready for this? We're going to let them invade Little Rock. Is Reggie still with us? No, he's gone. He's been gone for yeah, quite Robert some time. Robert will be there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Robert's going to be all here right. as well. We'll get everybody set up and get everybody comfortable and sit you all down, and we'll be we'll be ready to go. I don't know if you've gotten to listen to any of the uh, impressions of the session so far that have aired on Conduit News, but Paul's done a great job, and the legislators are being very honest. They're very interesting, and we'll have a summary of those, and you know, people can listen to them themselves, and they, of course you can listen to them already, but we'll have them packaged in one recording, Okay, and uh, they're pretty powerful. Well, the last two weeks we've had, let's see, we had... Senator Hammer and Senator Ballinger on uh, the week before last, and they deconstruct the session. And then last week, we had Dan Sullivan, and we also had on, who else did we have on from the House, uh, Robert? Uh, it was Sullivan. It was... Um, oh, and Lowry. Lowry, yeah. And Mark Lowry, and they right. deconstructed. It was very interesting. And we also had Mark Johnson b- Yeah, before, before, yeah. So it was very yeah, interesting. I, I heard that. I heard that Sullivan interview. I was driving through Little Rock at the time, uh huh. and I spoke to Dan just after the interview. But that that was a, an excellent interview you did with him. Yeah, it went good. It went very, very well. And I I do want him to beat, uh, you know, his uh, opponent in the upcoming election. I want him to beat him to a pulp. To be honest with you, 
Are you going to make his official announcement in Jonesboro? Uh, uh, I'm, I probably will not be there, but he announced on the air last Thursday here that he is, you know, running against uh, who is it that he's doing? I keep forgetting. Cooper, John. Yeah, Cooper. John Cooper. I, Last I, dog Cooper. I, I've tried to, I've tried to sear his name from my conscience. <laughs> hey, uh, we've got a couple of minutes before you go. I wanted to share. I, I was driving from Chattanooga, Tennessee to Fayetteville last Thursday when I drove through Little Rock, and I was in five different states that yeah. day. Yeah. And, and i got to say that the roads in Arkansas are not crumbling. You know, if you want to see some crumbling roads, go to Mississippi or even Tennessee to some extent. I mean, we've got pretty decent roads. You can always find some problem, but uh, but the thing that stuck out the most to me in uh, 35 years or 40 years of driving up and down the highways, uh, I've never seen as many semi-trucks on the road as I did this last week. And I, I consider that a great sign of, of the economy. Yes. But I, I've never seen anything even close to this. And I've seen, you know, highways barren of trucks, and I've seen a lot of trucks. But this was, I mean, way above what I've ever experienced in my life. I mean, you, you, you had four in front of you, and then there was two in the passing lane the whole way from Chattanooga, Tennessee, to the rock to Alma. Wow. wow. And, and that, it, it's kind of a pain because, you know, you want to pass, you know, they're all going 65, 67, and, you know, some of us want to go 60, 78, but, uh, you know, you can't get around these people or so many of them. But I took that in context of how great the economy is, and it's because of Donald J. Trump. Oh, I thought it was Obama, and Trump was just benefiting. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, just riding, he's just riding on Obama's coattails. Come on. All right. Uh, Ace is doing the same thing. I hate to break it to you. All right. Got to let you guys roll. I've got to take off. I've got some folks coming on. Thank you for joining us today, Brenda and uh, Joe from Conduit News. Remember, conduitnews.com. Robert, thank you. We appreciate you you for being on as well. Coming up, got Randy and Diane Wright from Applied Research. They're coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Last hour of a Monday show, and we bring in Randy and Donna. They haven't been here in a while, the Wrights, have they? It's been a little bit, yeah. been about a quarter. Yeah. About three months. Yeah, we've got some new stuff coming up, and she kind of goes in cycles. I want to talk about, well, of course, Arkansas Applied Research, all right? These are the folks. Again, let me remind you what they do. They have all kinds of tests going on on drugs that are ready to go on the market, but they got to get the final approval. Yeah. And that's what you guys do. Right. Mm-hmm. They call it, uh, you know, there's different phases, phase one, two, three, and four, and we pick them up at phase two through four usually is when we get them right okay. before the market. Get them so you can get it out there, all right? So there's probably a lot of uh, stuff that's out on the market that you've seen on TV that they've advertised that went right through their company before. Mm-hmm. And yeah, got there the, was, there was got some. the okay. There was some. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, we do, we do we do work for drug companies all over the country. Well, here's the you big know. one that I want you to talk about: the uh, acute neck and back pain. Mm-hmm. This is the first time that I can remember that you're doing something with with neck and back pain. Right now, there is a caveat: this has got to be a like a sudden onslaught. It's got to be like spasms and stuff, right? Correct. Can't have had anything previously. Okay. With that. So it's um it's an acute um neck back pain if you 
been out lifting or you moving or anything like that and all of a sudden you have a muscle spasm then you would probably let me just say that is one of the most incredibly painful things that can happen to you i mean it feels like somebody literally Mm -hmm. jabs a knife Mm -hmm. in your back it it hurts or in your neck wherever it's happening i get that every so often i was i was lifting a a couple weeks ago some uh visqueen from home depot i went to help a friend out and man i lifted too much uh, and too fast and the wrong way and Mm -hmm. uh, of course i don't qualify for the study because they won't let me in it so right but uh i would have been a perfect candidate so. Is this like a, for a pain medication, or is it for something like It's a, actually um, more so of a um, muscle relaxer. Oh, we have okay. to be kind of careful what we say. Um, so it's, it's well, already approved use, in other areas. Go ahead and use one of the words that I would use from the 70s. It's a soper. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, but, but the bottom line is it's something that's going to help you with this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's uh, already approved in other um, countries. They're just trying to get it approved here in the USA. Yeah. It, it explain. And this is something else that Randy and I were talking about. With the opioid you know, crisis, mm-hmm. more and more companies now are working towards non-opioids. In fact, uh, in this new list that I was talking with him about, he said several of them involve pain relievers that are non-opioids. That's that's a big deal is uh, the drug companies are starting to test and use, use different type of drugs that are non-opioid. That's cool. I'm glad and to hear so, that. Yeah, so, but they've all got to go through testing. So, you know, they Well, yeah, you all, might get something all, worse. You know, all got to it. be approved and there's to go through the process and that's what we do. All right, let everybody remember that these studies, they do pay a, a stipend. You will get free medication or you might get you could get the sugar pill so to speak, but the bottom line is that there's not going to be a real cost for you to go through these studies right if you qualify then you actually yeah, that's the other get big compensated. word you yeah. got to qualify i uh, qualified for the low testosterone study and i finally decided not to do it mm-hmm. because i had to come off of all of my mm-hmm. other medicines and I, at first i said yeah that's fine then i started thinking about what the other medicines did and i went maybe not so okay mm-hmm. yeah you know kind of thing yeah yeah so I yeah. Come back yeah, there's a you know there's a qualification that you have to go yeah. go with. But it's a screening process. We call it screening, and there's a, a lot of people. That's it's a numbers thing. You know, there's a lot of people that apply, and then only a certain few screen and get through. And this is true for any study, not not just that one. Was there there Anna? Were you guys over at your group that uh, helps with the screening? I forget what the lady's name was. It wasn't you, was it, Donna? I don't think mm-hmm. I was telling you. Somebody else that I was talking. Yeah. She was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, really seriously, she was very we good. We had some excellent coordinators. One of them worked for uh, our main uh, director. She worked for Jennings Osborne, oh, Osborne for years, okay. and she was she ran helped run his uh, research center. And that was a big research yeah. center. And they did phase one, which he had that hospital downtown. So he did a lot of uh, phase ones where you have to stay overnight, two or three nights, and do uh, blood tests every you know a couple hours is that the one that's over there by mccain mall no is that, that, that somebody else? hill oh okay yeah, yeah right. down on Cantrell hill 
All right, but bottom line yeah. is that you all have a lot of different studies going. You got the current ones that we had been talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Donald, you want to go over yeah, what we go have? Ahead. The, we'll let her talk the, about them. The ones we've got coming up, and then I'll interrupt her when I need to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Currently, we have the acute neck and back pain. Um, we have a diabetic study that's going on um, that we're currently enrolling in. Those people. Um, that are on metformin. We actually have a um, GERD study, which is acid reflux. Uh, Boy, so everybody, a lot of people have that. Yes. Um, we have a Crohn's and ulcerative colitis study uh, going on. So, it, you know, if you're you're driving and you know that you have um, these indications and you would like to know more about the studies, we definitely would like you to call us. Um, okay. What's the number? Uh, number is five zero one nine five four seven eight two two. We have people there right now that's answering the phones, and they'd be glad to take your information down, and then we can uh, follow up with you on on that. We also have a pediatric constipation study as well. So if your uh, child is suffering from constipation, uh, I think the age is actually 7 to 17 on that. That's tough. I'm just telling you, constipation, you know, we laugh at stuff like this, and Mm -hmm. it is not pleasant. Mm -mm. No, our our daughter had it. When she was young, and she still has it sometimes. I mean, it's sometimes you go days, you know. It's like, where does it go? You know, yeah. it's just backed up, and it's it's days, and it hurts. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially when it breaks loose. Yeah, not fun. That's not mm-hmm. fun, especially for kids. You know, no. for anybody. Yeah, you can't explain to them the same way you can to an adult about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Even though you can do that, that doesn't make it any worse right you know yeah or any better any better we actually have a atopic dermatitis that we're going to be uh, enrolling in soon and this is the season for that being the heat and that uh, means what what does atopic mean well atopic, it's kind of like well same thing as eczema you have dry scaly skin itchy um so that's um what they're looking at is a, a new cream that they're looking for so it's topical i used to have that and i i've i don't know if i'm and I hope since I'm 66, I've outgrown it. But the bottom line you was. You probably have. <laughs> it, it got it all. I'd get it on my hands. Mm-hmm. And those little blisters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. Does And then it dries up. And then it all flakes off. And then it all starts up again. Mm-hmm. It was not fun. Right. And if you notice, I don't wear a, a wedding band. I uh-huh. can't do that. Right under the wedding band, it all breaks out all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Yep. Just so, for people want to know, that's, that's what it right, is. Just for their information. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so. it's all about me. What can I tell you? <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Uh, but we have some uh, other interesting uh, studies that will be upcoming, um, and one of gout. A lot of people suffer from gout. Mm-hmm. There's um, uh, some things that we're going to be looking at uh, for people to hopefully help them with that. Can you um, explain what that is for people who don't know? They hear the word, mm-hmm. and they know like somebody's ankle swells up or something. Pretty much the ankle or the big toe usually gets that and it's yeah. just like you know developed from crystals your acid usually in your in your bloodstream that goes to that certain location but it can be very painful um, red nasty. swollen painful 
Um, so, yeah, we have a uh, – so if you suffer from that and would like to know more information, get on the list. We could certainly uh, get your information and then call you when we're beginning to enroll in that. Okay. If you have bunions, we actually have a bunion uh, study coming up. This is for pain, not, not for surgery. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you're interested in, in that, give us a call, and we'll be uh, starting that one soon uh, with that. Uh, and then uh, contact allergic dermatologist. Titus, we have um, that hopefully in the process uh, coming down the pipeline. So. Okay. And I was looking at a couple here. I had to ask uh, uh, Randy to pronounce them for me. I'll let, I'll let him do this. I'm go to Webster's and, and play the little little <laughs> audio that would tell me how to pronounce. Go well, ahead. We have the a mol- The molluscum. The yeah. molluscum contagiosis. Yeah, there you go. Molluscum contagiosis. Let's say that We're five actually, times yeah. real fast. Contagiosis. Yeah, yeah. Try to do that. This is usually in peds or pediatrics, but there are adults that have that too. Uh, but we're fixing to start enrolling in that. We actually just completed one of these studies about a year ago, um, and, and we're is. coming back around. Um, and so, molluscum contagiosum. So, if your child suffers from that, definitely give us a call because we're taking names and phone numbers right now to um, hopefully enroll you in that. And it's a topical. It's a cream. Okay. So. Is it? Can you explain what it is? Molluscum contagiosum is a usually a viral type rash. Um, it can come up with little. Uh, pearly gray looking areas sometimes a little white areas Uh, you can have anywhere from three to 80 Uh, generally kids get them itching Uh, it can be itching yeah okay yeah Uh, and there's really nothing out there for that right now there's not any you know approved medicines that's for that uh, indication at this point okay so you have and of course these doctors are doing this because (laughs) As mm-hmm. you just said, there's no treatment for it. Mm-hmm. Now somebody thinks they have a treatment for it. Yes. So we work with some very prominent physicians in the area. Um, the ones that are doing the molluscum is actually the um, Pinnacle Dermatology Group, Dr. Mabry, Dr. Wurgis, Dr. Uh, Terry Martin. Um, we also work with Dr. Um, um, Alex Dillinger, who's actually going to be doing um, the uh, bunion and gout um, and then we have dr capallo a lot of people know him for the gi uh, issues as well as dr velez uh, we also have dr ken martin that we're working on uh, uh, knee um, osteoarthritis of the knee so if you suffer from that we're um, we'll be starting to uh, enroll soon in in a um, knee study as well is, is that like something that's in like destroying the cartilage and things Pretty of that much. nature i mean yeah it's kind of rubbing bone on bone or whatever in the in the knee sometimes it's just you know arthritic type sometimes it's um you know causing pain with that so yeah. we're trying new new treatments for that as well mm-hmm. all right let's take a quick break we'll come back here's the number to call if you'd be interested in finding out all the what ifs and questions that you might have it's 501 501- Nine five four seventy eight twenty two five zero one nine five four seventy eight twenty two. Of course, that's uh, Arkansas Applied Research, and uh, they'll take your information. They may not be able to give you a whole lot of information. They may have to call you tomorrow and then set up a time for you to come in. Things of that nature. Right. All right. So we'll be back. We'll talk more with uh, Randy and Donna Wright. Here in a moment on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, don't forget about PI Roofing Home Solutions. They're ready to come out and 
It, probably most of you need to get your gutters cleaned out. I've had that taken care of now. But if you're still looking for somebody to do it, know that PI Roofing and Home Solutions uh, bought up Tommy's Gutter Cleaning Services, and now they bring their professionalism to the gutter cleaning industry, and they'll take care of it for you, as well as give you that great comprehensive roofing they do and the home repair expertise, which I think is a big thing uh, that PI Roofing does because, you know, if you have some water damage in your home, here's what most contractors don't want to do. Come out to one house and do a small deal. You know, they want something that's bigger, put their people to work and let them work for a while. You know, a home repair where they're fixing, uh, repairing where a leak came in on your ceiling and your bedroom may not be on their list, but it is now on PI Roofing Home Solutions. All you got to do to find out more, go to their website, piroofing.com. That's uh, piroofing, one word, dot com. All right, Randy and Donna are here. We've got a few minutes before we get to the news at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Arkansas Applied Research, we want to talk more about, in fact, I'll, since I know that about every 20 minutes our audience is, is turning over, I want to have uh, them on during this hour so the people that come on late are going to hear about all of these studies as well. So, Donna, you're going to get tired of talking about it, but <laughs> it's it's for your benefit. I'll just let you know it's for your benefit about these studies. You, you guys got a lot of studies going. Right. We have a lot of them. So. Well, there's one that's the acute ne- neck and back. I said this early in the show. Have you done anything like this before? I don't remember this one, and we've been doing this for several years now. Uh, we've done a muscle sprain strain okay. a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so... And and you're going to hear about medicines for pain because the opioids are going away, mm-hmm. and they're going to bring in hopefully uh, medicines that will give you the same relief, but won't make you an addict. Basically, right, right. They're non-habit forming. Right. So yes. So, and and that's the whole goal is to give more options to be able to. Um, get treatment for some of these indications, you know, um, which we're definitely in the need of, an, of a different muscle relaxer type medicine. Um, and so that that would be something that would be really good. Uh, but, we, yeah, we have the acute neck and back pain. We actually um, have a diabetic study uh, going on. So if you're on metformin um, and interested in that. We Do you remember what the ages were on that? Uh, it's 18 to Okay, so late teen. five, I think. Yeah. Okay, late teen yeah. to younger than I am, but yeah. still. <laughs> I take metformin, and I've been taking it for years. Uh-huh. It seems to be the, the drug that doctors use. Right. But uh, they're always out there trying to come up with come up new, new treatments right. that work yeah. even better. Well, that's what clinical um, research is all about, is being able to devise something new that, that you can take in your helping medical science, being able to get to that point. Uh, because each drug has to go through a certain classification of, of um, um, what am I trying to say? <laughs> Go through a certain classification of getting approval, right? Um, so that's that's well. What even metformin at one time went Had to through be a phase yeah. one, two, sure. three, and four study. Yeah. So, so you, you know, can thanks people before you that right. were 
you know, willing wanting and willing it. to do that study to, to help out so that you could take the medicine now. So. Well, it could be that the new medicine that they're trying to replace metformin with may have less side effects than metformin does because mm-hmm. metformin has side effects yeah, every every mm-hmm. pill right. does right yeah every pill will have that and that's why we're monitoring i mean that's why you're under uh very you're um, under donna's eagle eye that's right so you're under that to see exactly what you know if anything happens, that's that's why they want to make sure everybody has those uh, appointments and keep the appointments. You know, once you sign up for the study, we, we want you to continue in the study. And, you know, it's, it is definitely voluntarily. And so. they'll tell you all of the, you know, ifs, ands, and buts that you need to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's 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 a lengthy process to, to go through screening. It's like ulcerative, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's. Everything we do, everything the colonoscopies and all that at no charge. You actually get paid to have it. Yeah. So, or you get compensated for your time. And I mean, it's not cheap to have a colonoscopy. You know. Yeah, it's, you're it's, right it's, about it's, that. So uh, there's benefits in in study work too. All right, we're gonna come back. We'll talk about this more when we return. Five zero one nine five four seventy eight twenty two is the number to call, and you can call now operators are standing by i've always wanted to say that that's coming up right after we get done with the news all right back with you we are talking medicine right now in fact we're talking about medicines that are on the uh, the fast track now to get out and be put on the market and you can be involved with that the phone number to call as we're talking uh with randy and donna 501-954-7822 because there is a process that you have to go through to make sure that you meet all the requirements to be in one of these studies. That's correct. I mean, we can't just enroll you on your word. You have to go, you know, we have to make sure of, of if you've had uh, issues in these areas before. There's a lot of things, ins and outs, from the um, study purposes that you have to go through to be able to qualify. Um, however, we still would like you to call, and we can talk you through that to see if, if you definitely would qualify for that particular study or if there's something that we have that we're currently enrolling that you might qualify you for. You beat me to it because I was going yeah. to mention that just before, because maybe one of the ones that we're talking about here, you don't qualify mm-hmm. for that. Right. They may call you in a couple of months and say, we got this new study and we think you're mm-hmm. going to qualify for this. Mm-hmm. That's it. We always have, we have a walk-in clinic and on the last page of the, you know, the sheets that you fill out. Yeah. Well, the last page that asks you, do you have ulcerative colitis? Do you have gout? Do you have Crohn's? You know, it's like, what is all this? That's our studies. And it also goes into the future stuff that we do. So all that goes in the database. And then when we do get a gout study, then we just click the button and boop, it comes up and there you are. And then we can contact you and say, hey, we're starting our gout study. So you want to be in it. So it's all in the database. And so we do have, by the way, we do have a full-service walk-in. We have two APNs that are there, and they're excellent. Donna trained them. And uh, so they they treat, you know, all the urgent care stuff. So uh, uh, you can go in there and, and get treated and then uh, talk to us about the studies, too, and see if you'd want to be in there. But if you have any urgent care needs, you can come see us, too. All right. I just got a word from Kim Hammer. Out on I-40 eastbound, the White River Bridge, 
an 18-wheeler accident blocking the interstate. Ouch. Oh, wow. That's going to cause problems. Yeah. Just to let you know. All right. Yeah. Sorry. You can go back and pick it up now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we have a a lot of studies uh, that we're currently enrolling in. Um, Right now, we'd we'd like if if your child has molluscum, contagiosum. I know there's a lot of kids out there being in pediatrics. Um, Before, I know there's a lot of kids that, that have that. And so there's currently not anything that's um, available to treat that. However, we do have this cream that we're going to be testing. And so we'd like for you to call us and let us know if you'd like to be interested uh, in doing that study. Okay. Uh, We have a Crohn's. I know a lot of people suffer from Crohn's. A lot of people suffer from ulcerative colitis. These are our GIs. They are. They're very painful yeah um and so we do have uh, a study currently going on that dr uh, capallo is doing with us uh he is actually with the uh, premier gastroenterology group um and we have a GERD study going on a lot of people suffer from GERD heart i did people you know yeah. that have to deal with that uh and so uh we actually have on some of these studies testing that uh is accessible to you because we have to go through certain tests uh, that you're not charged for your insurance isn't charged you actually are compensated if you if you qualify for the studies so it's a good deal i i was wanting to get into the low testosterone study and uh, i passed all of the requisites to be able to be in the study it, and then they dropped a big bomb on me mm-hmm. you know and it's not their their thing it's just that the doctor Dr. Deanna, who uh-huh. uh, who talked about, who happens to be my urologist, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, they said that you had to, you couldn't take any other pills or be taking any other medicines, and I didn't want to take up, take away from the medicine that I was with, and uh, so um, mm-hmm. I didn't didn't get into the thing, but I want to, but I've got to talk to him now and talk to him about the low testosterone. That'll be in a few weeks, whenever he decides to. Yeah. See patients again. He's highly under demand. I'm just telling you. He's, oh, yeah. Very well known. People love that yeah. guy. And we work with a lot of well-known physicians um, that are in the, the local area here. So, you know, and, and most of the physicians are the ones that are actually conducting the study. Right, so right. they are on the study. And so they'll let you know, you know, they're, they're, the studies that they're on, they're all excited about doing, you know, uh, just for the outcomes of them. So. Well, he, that, seems, uh, he seems really really cerebral i mean oh yeah he's as a urologist he knows everything there needs to be done known about sure yes. that dr uh, capallo his group is the one that bought the old kmar building okay so they're renovating it and it's i mean it's going to look as nice as the heart hospital i mean it's it's well, major be a big it's place, major isn't it oh mm-hmm. yeah so uh you're talking about down on ash down in asher no down on rodney param oh rodney param rodney Param, Param, right here by the interstate yeah now i know the the, the old kmart building that yeah that went under there by uh uh what's that uh 10 fitness and then this this olive garden yeah in grady's Mm -hmm. yeah they're tearing up the parking lot now and doing they're redoing the whole parking gonna have their own entrance their own traffic light and all that's gonna be very cool Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. that's good i'm glad to hear that Mm -hmm. you know because those big box stores like that when they got to reuse them that's a lot of square footage and we do their study work we do all their study works so all the gi uh work for studies we do their their work it's because you know what you're doing well they're yeah or is and it they're, donna and they're, they're, she's doing. yeah she knows <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> <laughs> 
There you go. I do the business. Uh, <laughs> I pay bills. There you go. Okay, and I got you. with a radio show. I mean, when I asked Donna any about any of these things, she can sit and talk about what these diseases are and stuff, mm-hmm. and what the what you know what kind of specifics you have to meet to be able to get into these studies. Right, right. There, there's certain criteria. I mean, you know that that you have to undergo to be able to 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 get into the study. So. Number four, this diabetic, uh, it says gastro and then other stuff behind it, which would tell me it must be stomach-related. Yes, we do have a diabetic gastroparesis study. Okay. That's where your um, stomach is just kind of sleepy, you know, and it doesn't doesn't, – just just don't wake up when you're when you're eating you sometimes feel full you sometimes feel um some people have vomiting with it some people don't mm-hmm. um but yes number one you have to be diabetic uh, the uh, with that and then uh, gastroparesis uh, which is just a sleepy stomach so uh, we have that currently going on and there again there's not much out for that either so right. there's not a lot of medicines or anything that's out there to actually help with that um, disease. So we are uh, on the cutting edge of trying to get something available to these people who suffer with that. Yeah, and that's important. You can be a hero, literally. Mm-hmm. You can help be a hero making these uh, uh, these medicines make it onto uh, the shelves of your, you know, or available, you know, over the counter mm-hmm. at, a, at a pharmacy. Phone number to call to get involved. And they'll give you, at uh, as you talk on the phone, they'll ask you a series of some questions. And then uh, if they think that you're going to be good for it, they might probably going to ask you to come in because you have to do blood work, things of that nature. Four, uh, 501-954-7822. 501-954-7822. we got to get one more break in. Let's do that. Then we'll go through these studies one more time for all of you who have just joined us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, they say back to, and it sounds like doctor. You listen to that closely? It says Dr. Dave Ellswick. I kind of like I that. Know, I, I, I like I, that I, title. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, Russ is looking over me. He's like, God, it's always about you. Yeah. All right. Here on the Dave Ellswick Show, good to have you. Uh, Donna Wright is here, and so is Randy Wright. They are with, of course, arkansas applied research and they've got a bunch of studies i've talked uh, about them for years now Uh, you can be part of their studies if you meet the requisites and i'm going to turn this back over to donna you know they have certain ones that they know are kind of tough to fill up Mm -hmm. because there are some tough ones Mm -hmm. uh, that they do and they need your help. So let me turn it over to Donna, and she's going to give you those, and then we'll run through the whole list again. Okay. Yeah, currently we're actually enrolling uh, in a diabetic gastroparesis. We haven't mentioned that much uh, on the air today. Uh, so there's definitely not a lot of treatment out for that. So if you have that uh, and would like to participate, we'd love for you to call us. We also have a molluscum contagiosum that we're uh, fixing to start enrolling in very quickly. We actually have ulcerative colitis studies. Study, Crohn's study. We have uh, actually, um, if you have frequent um, yeast infections, females, uh, we actually do have a study going on for that at this point. So we need uh, you to call and, and see if you could qualify for that. We have a diabetic study, um, acute neck and back pain. Uh, so this is something that's acute. It's not chronic. Uh, it's an acute 
neck-and back pain. So within the last all of a seven days, happens. absolutely. And then all of a sudden, if you've been moving and have a muscle spasm, uh, we actually, and it's short-lived. It's only a two- to three-week study, so it's not a long-term study. And a lot of these studies have different visits and have different lengths of time. Some of them are a little bit longer than others. But uh, we would love for you to give us a call at 501-954-7822 uh, to uh, inquire about this. And I would love to talk to you to see if it's something you might could qualify for or if not one of these particular ones we have other ones that uh, are forthcoming or that we're currently enrolling in as well now, here's the key now on these studies they work with you i mean mm-hmm. they know everybody has jobs and things of right. that nature they'll right. work with you so that you can come in when they need you to come in right mm. yeah we're very in tune to people's time and schedules uh and so we you know we'll we'll do what we can to help you out as far as being able to meet the required visits that you need to to come in for so. all right yeah we do all kind of text reminders and different things it's all high-tech stuff the let everybody know hey it's time to do your entry or do a diary or come in or you have a visit tomorrow all that stuff yeah, so we have a program down that, what's a program that down. keeps up with all that, and it can pay you, uh, right. you know, a significant amount of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like twenty dollars or no. something. It, no, there, we take care. Some, of, we take care of the patients. Yeah, mm-hmm. you really, really do. I was mm-hmm. stunned when I was told about local uh, testosterone. I wasn't expecting what it came up with, and uh, mine was like going to be a really ongoing study. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was looking forward to, to be honest, looking forward to doing it because I've used uh, testosterone before. And I'm going to tell you what, you get a shot of that, mm-hmm. it'll make you see a new day. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really good. Yeah. It really, really works for you. Right. Because they're going to ask you to come in, for instance, and do a blood test because they, they have to know the parameters of how much testosterone do you have in your Mm-hmm. in your blood mm-hmm. you know and if it's a, if it's under what they're looking for you're going to be talked to seriously right you have to go through certain um you know testing to yeah. see if if you do um we also have the uh, physicians that we have working with us um we have some uh, real prominent physicians uh in the area so definitely the um, big names big names dr terry jeffers dr steve simpson dr alex dillinger uh, dr capallo with the um gastro um, um premier gastro also the pinnacle dermatology uh, group dr mavery dr Wurgis, dr martin dr ken martin works with us on uh, osteoarthritis of the knee situations right. so and, and these visit and dr nate livers uh so these physicians are are they're actually on the study so they are participating and overseeing the study as well now you may not see them but I'm telling you, they're talking to the nurses, yeah, and they're looking they'll, at all of the test results. Yeah, and they stuff. usually come in and and you know throughout the study, and they're overseeing it. So yeah, they um, yeah yeah. Sometimes you'll be seen at the clinic, and sometimes we'll send you over there. And then of course they always sign charts and look at all the stuff and uh, all the test results and all that. Yeah, I ran into Richard over there, and it was funny because he's yeah. sitting at a desk, and I said, "Man, I've never <laughs> seen you sit down." Because he's always moving. Right. Uh-huh. He's always moving. He's right. really good. Deanna is good. He's just a great doctor. Thank he really is. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to let you guys go. I think we covered everything, yeah. don't you? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Make sure. Let me give you the phone number again. 
7822. I talked uh, with uh, Randy and Donna, and they said there are people uh, on the phones right now ready to talk to you and uh, to give you the, the specifics of the different studies that you're interested in. Or if you didn't hear anything that rang your bell, so to speak, you want to go, yeah, go to the website right. and they've got all things. Give them that. It's uh, www.arcarkansas.com. ARCarkansas.com. Okay. ARC stands for Applied Research Center. Okay. So ARCarkansas.com. Type it in there. and go to trials, and you'll see all these that we've been talking to listed there and exactly what we've been saying. Yeah. So, if you don't feel like talking to somebody right now, you can go right there. You can go right. there and click and fill it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take good right. care. We'll get a hold of you. But phone number 501 954 7822. Donna, thanks for coming in. She was like, running in here at the last moment breath, yes. breathless she had a lot of things going on randy you have very little going on but we, <laughs> yeah. have, we appreciate you coming in uh, as well and yeah. tell tell if you see diana tell him i said hi well okay. we appreciate it. you all have a great right. great evening and stay dry thank you the rain's coming into our area keep that in mind all right tomorrow the uh, power panel will be here from two o'clock until five o'clock and we've got a lot of different subjects to talk about and don't forget that coming up uh, in the five o'clock hour it's the uh, the bible guys and they're going to be uh, taking your uh, questions i've already got several for them tomorrow uh, but if you'd like to get yours in we can get yours in as well here's what you do uh, you uh, email us at email us at BibleGuys at SalemLR.com. That's S-A-L-E-M-L-R.com. And uh, we've got four that I know of. Three of them are very, very good questions. So it's going to be interesting. One is one that I want to hear the answer to because I don't know the answer. When I went to the seminary and uh, I can't answer this question about does uh, do the Hebrew poetry? Uh, our our poetry tends to rhyme. Uh, is it the same with Hebrew poetry as well? Like you know, Psalms and things of that nature. You'll be interested in the answer of that, I'm sure. So those guys will be here on Wednesday. We're going to be out at Ryan's uh, over on Pinnacle, uh, up by Pinnacle Mountain. Uh, we'll be on. Let's see, that's on. Uh, trying to think, uh, Cantrell, isn't it? At the it's at the the corner of Highway Ten, Highway Ten and Three Hundred, I think. And yeah, Chanel or whatever, and it's right kind of kitty corner to the big uh, Walmart there, right behind the Shell station. So we'll be there, and Ryan will join us on the air, and Duck and Joe, and we'll have some other uh, guests that uh, stop by and talk with us. Uh, don't forget that the Bumper to Bumper uh, annual car show is coming up. A week from Saturday, there won't be a car and truck uh, doctor live show. We'll be playing a best of since it's Memorial Day weekend. On Thursday, J.R. Davis, the governor's spokesman, will be in here to talk with me. And uh, then we're going to hear from uh, the travelers. Lance is going to come by. And then uh, Robert Steinbach will be here during the 4 o'clock hour. I will be out on Friday and in for me will be Shane Stacks, and he'll be filling in and doing a best of show, not a best of, a fun Friday show 
here on uh, 101.1 FM, uh, The Answer. But tomorrow, it is the power panel. I've talked with them. They'll all be here. R.D. will be here, R.D. Hopper, Paul Calvert, and, of course, Shoot Like a Girl, Jan Morgan will be here as well in studio on the Dave Ellswick Show. So we're looking forward, as we always do, to the power panel. They're good. Uh, they un- understand the subjects, and uh, they're outspoken for the most part. I'll be here, uh, uh, of course. Don't forget, you can always watch the show as well on Facebook. And we're on two locations now on Facebook. We're on the Dave Ellswick Show uh, at facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, also on our website, our Facebook for the station itself, facebook.com slash is it 101.1 FM the answer correct I think it's 101.1 FM the answer okay and uh, you can watch it there uh, as well we're working on it that you'll be able to watch it on Jan Morgan's Facebook that will happen here in the next couple of weeks it's all being worked on with that said we're out of time I'm on my way home be careful out on the road last word we got and this from uh our friend, State Senator Kim Hammer, and uh, on I-40 eastbound White River Bridge, 18-wheeler accident, and it is blocking the interstate. So that's probably still going on. Until tomorrow, Russ, thank you for running the show. Zach, if you're listening, thank you for sitting in, and thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.